The Beer O'Clock Show with Steve and Mark. Episode 1 Adnam Southwold Bitter. Hello and welcome to episode 1 of The Beer O'Clock Show. My name's Mark and joining me is my co host Steve. Hello, Steve. Good evening. How are you doing? This week we'll be reviewing. Adnam's Southwold Bitter. It is episode one, so obviously everyone's listening to this for the first time. So to give you an idea of what the show is about, essentially, I am a beer noob. Steve, I don't know if I want to call him a beer expert, because that might... <laughs> <laughs> might be a step too far. Might be a step too far. A beer is never written as hard as this one. It's really hit me. Yeah, my fingers feel hoppy. I, I feel like I've been out on a session. My my hands are warm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've had about I feel like I've had about four points for this. My yeah. extremities are tingling. My eyebrows are numb. Get my wife oh. to put me to bed. I think I'll be. I think we need to wrap this up. So what's coming up next week, Steve? Next week, mate. It's it is the final show. This this tonight was our final studio show. We've got one more show, which was live at Hot Burns and Black. Um, needless to say, I'm I'm guessing next week's show is going to be amazing. It's going to be live, and it's probably going to be a little bit emotional as well. Just just before we go, can I say a few words? Of course you can, mate. I, I think I, I speak as a, a loyal listener, and um, I think my history with the show is very similar to a, a great many people. Um, when you guys launched this show, it was at a time when I was starting to explore new beers. Um, and the way I explored them was to, each week I'd get the beer you were reviewing, and I would sit and drink along with you, listening to the show, and... Um, picking out the flavours that you were getting. The the show's very much sort of entwined in the, the fabric of my life. Um, I was listening to the show when Mark suggested I should be number two fan while sort of squashed underneath a bath trying to fit a mate's um, <laughs> When I entered the, the Harvestone competition, um, it was at two o'clock in the morning as I was frankly trying to get the nursery finished for me now two-year-old son who was imminently being born. Um, you know, the show's been very close to everything I've done. Um, but for me, what stands out most is the, the community that your little show's developed. Um, you start out as two mates trying a few beers, um, but you've now got legions of fans and followers. Um, and I personally couldn't count just how many random strangers and I consider friends um, purely through both of us listening to your show. Um, so we'll all miss you. Um, we'll miss the Tinkney music. We'll miss the beery banter. We'll miss the mark quotes, the f bombs, the competitions, the interviews, the lock-ins, that random number generator, whatever happened to that. Um, <laughs> live shows, the unexpected IPA poll results, the summer specials, that hu- unhuman cannonball episodes, the wee beasties, the weekly assignments, <laughs> the hunt for the perfect chocolate beer, the homebrew shows, the crimbo crawls. But most of all, we'll miss listening to the great friendship between two great beer buddies. So, Mark, Steve, thanks for all the memories, and thanks for letting me and everyone else be a part of it. 
Um, and I wish you all the very best for whatever the future holds. Ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention, please? You are the lucky few who are here to bear witness to this crucial moment in space and time. After four years and 170 or so shows, Mark and Steve's abilities at hosting beer-related podcasts will ultimately come down to their performance over the next hour. Live from Hopburns and Black in the infamous hop-growing region between Peckham Rye and East Dulwich, it's the Bear O'Clock Show. You're listening to You're listening to the to the Bear O'Clock the Bear O'Clock Show. You're listening to the Bear O'Clock Show. It's Bear O'Clock and it's the final Bear O'Clock show recorded live here in Dulwich, Peckham at the beautiful Hopburns and Black for our fourth live show. And a big thank you to Jen and Glenn and their team for hosting us tonight. Thank you very much, guys. My name is Mark and joining me, as always, is my beer buddy, Steve. Hello, Steve. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm okay. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, are you sure you're fine? I'm fine. How are you? Good. I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. Welcome to Opinions, the new show from the folks who bought you the Beer O'Clock Show. I'm Steve, and I'd like to welcome my new co-host, Martin. Hi, guys. Hi, Martin. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad at all, mate. Good, good. Well, each week, Martin and I are going to be chatting about what's been going on in the industry, sharing our opinions on a particular subject, and pulling a beer or two out of one of our cellars to drink and to chat about. There'll be some bits that you recognise from the Beer O'Clock Show, but who doesn't love to receive a great big box of nothing? This is a, a pilot episode for, for us this evening. We're, we're having a bit of a play around with the new format of the, the new show. Martin, welcome to the co-host chair. Thank it's, you. Uh, it's quite strange for me to be sat in the host chair. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Opinions Live. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My work here is done. <laughs> so, you know, we're here not really to do that much talking, obviously, to be honest. That's the plan. We're just going to um, facilitate, I we're think, is the, uh, the word that people use. Doing, doing the chatting. And, um, well, obviously, we're here for Peak Ender. I, I was teaching in Rome for a bit, uh, and I got to know one of the brethren from there um, while I was in Rome. At that time, I, mean, I didn't know anything about brewing. Um, and I didn't know anything about the microbrewery revolution. So I, I wouldn't say there's, um, um, there's one beer that I would wish I had produced. There's beers that I have um, marveled over the, the setting, the friends, the experience. Um, you know, I've traveled in Belgium and drank some great beers with monks. I've, um, I've traveled uh, to Czechoslovakia and drunk some um, you know, really made, well-made pilsners. Um, so um, I'm not going to pick one. I'm just going to say it, it has a lot to do with the, 
the friends you're with and, and um, you know, a style of beer that, um, you know, lends itself to the occasion. Let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. It's Beer O'Clock and this is the Beer O'Clock Show, where every fortnight Steve and Martin get together and share their opinions about beer. My name is Mark and joining me, I would say as always, but not for a long, long time, is my beer buddy Steve. Hello, Steve. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. And also joining us is Steve's beer buddy, Martin. Hello, Martin. Hi, Mark. All right. Fine, thank you. Over to you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> that Mark, that's that's brought back so many memories. That's such a nostalgia bump for me. Um, and to continue along with the nostalgia, Martin and I are drinking Adnam's Southwold Bitter, which was the beer that you and I did on that very first beer o'clock show 10 years ago mate can you can you believe it was 10 years ago i know it's amazing and i think that's because it's the only beer that we both had in our local sainsbury's that we could both match up (laughs) yeah i I do i do remember the days of harry having hurried telephone calls or text messages to you saying i'm in the supermarket this is what I can see on the shelves. What can you see? And, yeah. and it's eventually settling on something. But but yeah, this 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 beer is where it all started. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember what it tastes like. Pretty just tastes like beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you sound, so, I'm a, you sound I'm a son. Yeah. So there's there's the, there's the first classic mark quote. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it was it was heady days, Steve, wasn't it? Yeah. Because, I had done a little bit of podcasting before, but no beer drinking really. You'd done a little bit of beer drinking before, but no podcasting. And so we came together <laughs> and that, the rest is history. And, and created this beautiful baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this beautiful three-headed baby. Three-headed yeah. baby. <laughs> I love that. Can I can I sip the beer? Why? Yeah, can let's let, let, let yeah. us cheers. 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 Cheers, Mark. It's lovely to have you back on with us. It's nice to see you again, mate, as well. <laughs> Now, is it is that room temperature or is it cold? Uh, it's probably we've had it out from the fridge a little while, so I'd say it's probably cellar temperature now. Yeah, okay. I mean it's a fairly warm day. Yes, yeah to, yeah, to to be honest. So and so it has probably come up fairly quickly, and it's it's strange because I, I I remember when we did this <laughs> ten years ago, and I wasn't that enamoured with it. I was just like, oh, it's just a it, it, it's just it, a beer. It just tastes like beer. Yeah, um, but actually, recently Martin and I have, have have rediscovered a love for this beer, haven't we? Definitely, and in no large part to talking to Fergus about this beer at Adams and Southwold and having it in Adams, yeah, as well, um, and then finding out that it's dry hopped, so they actually add Fuggles hops into the barrel, don't they, into the cask? Yeah, it's like, well, I never knew you did that for an English bitter. Well, they were actually craft before craft was a thing. Can't believe you've used the C word twice <laughs> so early on. I mean, that's, you've gone early, mate. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's a long, long night ahead. But, but, but yeah. I, and I think 
it was possibly that, and it, it, it's possibly it, it's interesting, Mark, because I was I was listening back to some of our old shows in in, in preparation for tonight, and and there was a show in particular where um, you put out a plea to to, to brewers to to stop putting loads of hops in things <laughs> and, and and to just make some really nice golden owls and bitters and that's that's all you wanted and I was like actually that's kind of where I'm at now I just I just want beers that are made really well so do you mean balance rather than no I, hops? I, I think yeah I, I don't want beer with no hops in it we tried that's, that we, we tried that in, shit. In, in fact one one of my earliest memories of the three of us being together was when we were on the Crimbo Crawl in Leeds. Oh, I know and, and you were allowed to order the first <laughs> beer. And you ordered everybody a grisette. A, a grisette, which is famously a beer with no hops. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I, and I've been apologising for it ever since. <laughs> and you still invited me onto a podcast. I, I know. I what was I thinking? <laughs> See, the funny thing is, the early days of the podcast, and correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, we were mo- mostly focusing on real ales, because one, it was what we could both get in the shops. And two... We were seeing the craft buzzword around, we're kind of eyeing it sideways as not something that we were terribly interested in. Then one night you got knocked on the head and taken down a dark alley and accosted by the craft lot, and then you came back and it's all craft stuff. Um, so yeah, but Southwold Bitter has done Adnams a lot of good. It's done a lot, Adnams a lot of favours over the years, so it's good that it's still going. And it is interesting that it was dry hopped. I do remember tasting it, I think, and not really liking what I considered the flowery flavours in it, which would I would learn to be would be the flavours of the hops. <laughs> <laughs> and that comment, what you're telling what you're telling me is for four years you did a podcast with me, and you didn't like hops. <laughs> well, I don't think that's a surprise to anyone, any of our long-time <laughs> listeners. But that comment about me pleading with brewers to stop putting loads of hops in their beer. I was getting so much shit on Twitter about that, saying, if you don't like hops and stop drinking beer. And I'm thinking, just stop making it taste like a pine tree all the time. Because we're having so many beers that just were so loaded with these West Coast hops, like these American IPAs. It was just, my mouth was numb every Monday night when we recorded it back then. So, so, so I, I, I find that really interesting because in, in, in the last couple of years in particular, there's been a real shift away from... The, the the piney bitter notes more towards the New England style of beer that yeah so the soft, soft stone fruit soft and juicy and, yeah. I, and and I think had that happened back when we were recording together you would have been all over those beers you would have absolutely loved those because of those fruity flavors because that was what that was what you always searched out wasn't it you wanted those fruit notes in a beer yeah I love the peachy beer. Um, but remember, around the time I quit the podcast is when I started seeing a lot more about the New England IPAs and stuff coming out that were really cloudy and really fruity and all that kind of stuff. So obviously what might be drinking fell off a cliff after the podcast finished. <laughs> so I don't think I've ever gotten back into those types of things. But yeah, I love fruity beers. I still remember that. I can't even remember the name of the, the Badger's beer it was, it was but it was the peachy one golden glory that that, golden that was glory. the one you used to love and, and, and raving about on a weekly basis mate <laughs> and i was editing the podcast on a really hot day and i had bought that so i cracked it open and it was a hallelujah moment for me <laughs> and I, I remember going into the holborn and saying to the guy what do you recommend he goes what do you like i said i really like golden glory by badgers and the shitty look he gave me <laughs> 
Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's not right anyway. You shouldn't do that. That's no. still, that shouldn't have happened then or shouldn't happen now. Yeah, you should you should work with your customer yeah. in terms of what they're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Rather than just going, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we had you on uh, two years ago d- during yep. d- during lockdown. Um, it was great that you came back for, for oh, I think it was a birthday show then. It was that, a birthday that, show. That, that we were doing. Um, what have you been up to since, since then, mate? Because I, I think you've actually you, you've stopped drinking, haven't you, all together now? Yeah, I'm off the beer. Um, doctor's orders, basically. So um, not been doing much. Getting back into the guitar playing over lockdown. The missus bought me a bass guitar and that got me back into guitar. And I joined a band and we're terrible, but that's good fun. Um, other than that, not really that much. A little bit of gaming here and there, which I think I spoke about last time. Um, watching the, the days drop behind me <laughs> as, as life marches on. Very um, uneventful. I'm, I'm, I'm loving. I'm loving that you're in a band now. Uh, that that yeah. is it. Is it original original stuff or covers? Now we're just doing kind of bluesy classic rock covers. Well, we've only nice. been good, we've only had a few rehearsals, but it's good fun. So, you know, fellas around my age, around my ability, we all get together and have a bash about and have a bit of a scream. It's all good fun. Excellent. That sounds sounds good to me. Yeah, Steve. You love a stat. <laughs> I, I do love a statistic. You must yeah. have some stats which encompass Mark's time on the show. I, I do. Well, as, as, as you know... Um, there must be a spreadsheet. So tonight we're doing, or, or, or throughout this show, we're doing our top 10 of statistics, which have been compiled from many, many spreadsheets that, that I have and, and many <laughs> sources of data to bring together the top 10. So the, the first three that, that we're going to cover off with, with Mark, because I think these are all quite poignant. They're all to do with the show itself. So this show that we're recording right now is the 403rd Beer O'Clock Show podcast in various guises. 403 podcasts over 10 years, which I think is a is, is a fairly decent number of shows. And that in, includes in that time. all the spin-offs, everything. That includes the spin-offs. Would you like me to list the spin-offs? Because I've got a list of those as well, <laughs> obviously. Sorry, Mark, I didn't actually know that was going to happen. <laughs> so there have been... 10 variants or, or, or spin-offs of this of this podcast Sounds like Loki. So, some of these mark will remember so some of them you'll remember some of them neither, barely neither happened. Us remember yeah so uh there was we beastie do you, do you remember that mark the uh little spin-off that we did with harvestoon yes that only lasted for two episodes <laughs> <laughs> because they couldn't fulfill the beers that they had promised for for yep. us but that that was the first spin-off we did then we did revisited which was a, a series where we went back and did beers that we did, I think, in the first season of the Beer O'Clock Show. Mm-hmm. We revisited them four years later and, and, and saw whether how our tastes had changed. Then we did Flavour of the Month, which was the tie-in with Little Leeds Beer House, where we did a, a, a beer a month that was kind of something that they were looking to sell, was, 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 was new to we the market. We also did that as well, didn't we? That carried on, that yes. carried over. Yeah, yeah that, that transition yeah. between the Beer O'Clock Show and uh, Opinions. Uh, then we did the Irish Beer Report, which was, again, a short-lived series yep. of, of, of a few episodes. There have been a number of pod blasts, which have been short five or ten minute episodes. Sounds that, disgusting. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't it? Doesn't it um, then there was uh, Opinions on Films, where, where you and I thought a great idea would be for us to sit and watch a film. And drink beer. Drink beer. 
recalled our thoughts on the film and beer and expected our listeners to enjoy it. <laughs> we, know one, we, we know one did. We know one did, yes. What one? Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. All you need. Yeah, but we had a lot of fun yes. doing, doing those episodes, didn't we? Um, then there was Beer Nation, which, which again actually crossed the divide. So, uh, Mark, if you remember, that was when we brought together a number of podcasters uh, mm-hmm. around the table and, and we had a number of roundtable discussions. We actually repeated that five years on in 2020 at the end of the pandemic. And obviously in that time, there were a lot more beer podcasters. But I think we ended up having about eight different beer podcasts, yeah. all via wow. Zoom. It was absolute carnage for an afternoon. Yeah. But it was it was a great afternoon, wasn't yeah, it? It was. It was Saturday afternoon we did it. Yeah, right? Saturday, yeah. Saturday afternoon, um, talking about essentially the state of the beer nation. There were the crossovers that we did with other podcasts. Again, that was a series where we recorded two-part shows of which the first part appeared on our feed and the second part appeared on their feed. Uh, the Tasting Room, which we did one episode of, and, and that was with Justin. Mason, oh, remember, remember that random guy off Twitter, Mark? Remember Justin, around. of course. Yeah, yeah. Justin's still around. Yeah. Um, so we did the tasting room. <laughs> Every time I drive home from Suffolk in the past, Billericay, I think of you, you think of Justin. Justin. Yeah. yeah. Um, then there was the, uh, the the solo project that that I did one Christmas, where I recorded my twelve beers of Christmas. Into a single. Are we counting that as a spin-off? I'm counting that as a spin-off. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that was a spin-off. Well, it, it happened, <laughs> so it's, it's in there as, as a solo project, and and that's that's obviously not to forget things like the uh, the live lock-ins, Mark. The couple of those that we did that went on until the very early hours of the morning, and we got very very drunk. Are those the ones? Oh yeah, of course. The, the via YouTube ones. You yes. Know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, they, they they were great fun, weren't they? They, they were, were good to watch. They were good fun to watch. I can tell you, they were yeah. really good. Um, the live events we did in Zoom, on Zoom dur- during lockdown, of, of which we did quite a few. Yeah, did, didn't we? Um, opinions on wheels as, as well. Where <laughs> that we, was a very short lived. It was it was very short lived, but that was where you and I talked about cycling. Yeah. For, for a bit <laughs> during the middle of the, of the podcast, and then the even more short lived opinions on biscuits which which only appeared in 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 one single episode and was essentially there to settle an argument between you and michelle yeah i still don't know how i lost that one okay what was the question again was um, it digestives milk yeah. or dark what's well, always milk surely no no apparently not no. Milk. Oh. dark digestives oh it's dark thank you mark milk Okay, well, this, this room is divided. <laughs> let's not, let's Maybe not. there is a series in that, yeah. Who, who, who knows? Bourbon or bourbon again. Yes, that's it. And, and then just while we're still, more stats on shows, while we're still on the shows, um, we've done a number of live shows as well. So, Mark, you and I did four live events at Hot Burns and Black. We did. Each one of them were quite different in terms of what we were presenting in terms of beers. But all I can remember was each one of them being a lot of fun as, mm-hmm. as, as well. And I can always remember the drunken bus ride back to the centre of, of, of London on the top of the bus, driving the bus with a box of dirty chicken <laughs> and a load of drunk people. I can remember because we would have our backs to the front window and the people from the pizza shop next door coming out to see what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> often making um, gestures behind our backs to the, much yes. to the amusement of the people watching us 
Yeah, and and obviously we did that. We did the last, the very last beer o'clock show recording at Burns and Black as, as well, which was which, which was which was great fun. And I, I think it's it's fair to say that I'll always be very very grateful to Glenn and Jen for hosting us as, as well because they also did a great job with the the the, the, the tech and the, yeah, the sound and then fantastic job. The yeah, very and kind the, of them. Yeah, yeah, and the beers available in the evening as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Is it, still, yeah. is it still open, that shop? It's, it's still there, yeah. And I believe they've got a second shop now as, as well. Okay. De- it's a great little shop. Yeah. As, as well. Yeah. yeah. So they've got the two of them, but yeah. Uh, and I think they sent a nice message today on Twitter as well. They did. Recording. Yeah. Yeah. They, they said they said good luck to us. And then, and then Martin, you and I have only managed to do the one live show um, because obviously we're clearly not as in as much demand as, <laughs> yeah, as Mark exactly. and I were back in the day. We had to go all the way to the peak this year. But we did, we, did, we did do a live show at Peak Ender, didn't yes. we? Which, yeah. was, um, which was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, apart from for your boys. Who both slept. Both slept all the way through. through the they had no thing. recollection whatsoever. None. However, it was very good fun. We drank lots of dry pool. Yes, yeah, it, it, it was. Um, and quite an interactive audience as well yes. that, that we managed to get. Because obviously the format of the opinion show was quite different from the Beer O'Clock show in terms of listener engagement. So... And, and what we wanted to try and translate in that live opinion show was still that listener engagement, wasn't yeah. it? And so, it, it, it did work well. But yeah, I mean, the Hot Burns Black shows were excellent. I used to love going over there. It was, a, it was a really good reason for me to get out there as well. Yeah, it's a great little shop, great little venue. Yeah. So, you know, very well done to Glenn and Jen for that one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the first three in, in, in my top ten of stats for this evening. And there's more, isn't there? There's much more. To there's come. much more. There's a lot they, of paper. Get, they get very random later on, as, as well. Some of those were pretty random. I know. I know I'll, believe me, I can get a lot more random. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So, Mark. Yes. What's I need to ask you? Your what's your favourite moments or moment or moments from your four years recording with Steve? Oh goodness me. Leave. Um, Leaving. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we had Unhuman Cannonball. <laughs> that, Classic. Um, Michael Gofferis, but couldn't connect to chat to us about. Um, but I think I necked that in about eight minutes. <laughs> um, that was the 660 bombers then, wasn't it, as well? The bottle. Yeah. And fortunately, it didn't kick in until we had stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no 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 Mark it kicked in during the recording. <laughs> okay That's... it didn't kick in you didn't kick into the full level until after and I was singing in our hallway. That's that's one of the uh one of the shows I listened back to in, in preparation for this. And I think I think the phrase I can't feel my fingertips was, was something that you used during that recording. Brilliant. Um yeah, so that was one. Um the live shows were always good. I enjoyed those and um, the uh, the pub crawls. I can't remember what we used to call them. The crimbo crawls. The crimbo crawls. Yeah, I remember the first one because obviously some people just bring along their friends who don't necessarily know the podcast. So we had a, a large group of people following us from venue to venue, and at one point you turned to me and said, "Looking at all these people, you know, we did this." Like, yes, we did, mate. <laughs> that was a really good feeling to see that community coming in. And obviously, other than that, meeting all the various people, some were brewers, some were home brewers, some were just beer fans. And it was just, it was an amazing few years that. And also coming out of work every now and then while you walked up the street with bags of beers, 
<laughs> being sent to us and going back into the office and going, where'd you get those? And because no one I worked with knew I did a beer podcast. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah, not, not so much fun for my back, but always, <laughs> always, it was always nice to take that walk up to you and, and, and just see you and say, here's some more beer for you, mate. Yeah, and just unloading your backpack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, lots of good memories. Um, chatting to Steve every Monday was basically the highlight of my week. And the beers ne- weren't necessarily the highlight of my week. <laughs> too many hops. <laughs> too many shit beers. Um, but chatting to Steve was always good. And learning about beer as well. Because, yeah, my palate evolved quite significantly over that five years in my waistline <laughs> it absolutely did though mate i think i think when we go back to to you go back listen to the first probably the first season and our descriptors were hoppy malty bitter tastes like beer <laughs> but then you, you you listen to that last season of the show that we did and we we that that language changed we were actually picking out flavors in in beers and characteristics and and, and things that come from and, and i think i think I, I always go back to the there was a moment for me where and it was the first time i met justin where he said to me i, I love what you guys are doing but can you just stop listing ingredients in beer and, and start <laughs> start saying what you're actually tasting and it was that moment that actually made me sit up and think and go actually yeah i do need to start trying to pick out more of the flavors in the beer yeah it once we started getting that kind of feedback, it evolved pretty quickly, I think. Well, that, that's what you need, though, isn't it? You need someone yeah. almost outside of the two of you saying to, like, firstly, really enjoy it, but you just need to do this. And someone else saying it is all you needed, wasn't it? Yeah, and then we had Justin on a show and he would say, this tastes like the back of a leather wallet that's been in your back pocket for <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and that, I mean, it, it was an education, but yeah. But you're right. I mean, you're the, by the time you got to the latter part of your your run on the on the beer o'clock show, what you were saying about the beers, characteristics, the flavors, the aromas had definitely developed. Um, but I think, as you said, Mark, you you were going on a journey. You were starting off from not really drinking beer, not really knowing much about it. I'll speak to Steve. He seems to know a little bit about it because he drinks a bit more beer. And you went on you went on a journey. Yeah. It was all about the um what's that app you would check your beers in on? Untapped. Untapped. Because you were still on there, tap- mate. Still doing you were, it. You were tapping that in and I was seeing the badges and I thought, I want in on this. And at that point, my beer of choice was Cronenberg. And I I you know, I'd have one beer maybe every few months anyway. So very quickly, I wanted to start collecting those badges. <laughs> and it's got um, in, in the end, isn't it? The badges. <laughs> and my solution back then for any interest was to start a podcast about it. So I got Steve in pretty quick. Because I remember saying to you, let's do a podcast about beer. And you said, I don't know anything about that, but okay, I'll give it a go. And the rest is, rest is history. It, it is it is indeed. And here we are 10 years later. 10 doing, years old. Doing the final one. Um, Mark. We're going to have to start wrapping things up because we, we've got a lot more guests to, yep. to to get through this evening. It has been uh, an absolute pleasure to to share a screen with you one more time <laughs> and, and and to record uh, with you again. 
I just want to take this moment to say a real personal thank you to, to you because if it hadn't been for for your intervention or the, the other way of looking at that is if it hadn't been for you trying to ignore me in a queue for the Foo Fighters, it, it was a sliding doors moment, wasn't it? We could have gone one way or the other, but if it hadn't been for your intervention, I wouldn't have been able to add the phrase podcaster to my CV, which, <laughs> which I really think I am now. But it's probably also fair to say that certainly over the last six years, I probably would have had a lot more free time as as, as, <laughs> as, as, as well. So, Mark, thank you so much. Thank you for starting this journey with me 10 years ago. And thank you for giving Martin and I a platform to, to continue on with opinions. It, it's been absolutely great. And I couldn't have asked for uh, a better group of friends as a result of, of what we started. So, so thank you so much, Mark. You're most welcome, Stephen. You're most <laughs> welcome. No, I'm very proud of you, mate. I'm very proud that you kept it going. Um, I figured you would. And I have listened now and then to the podcast. I'm not really a big podcast person anymore as far as listening. But when I do, I do enjoy hearing you, you and Martin sharing your hop onions. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. But, but it's great that you've kept it going. It's great that your community has grown even more. And you didn't end up getting that check mark on Twitter, though, did you? No, still trying. Yeah, bastards. I know. Um, they don't make uh, it easy. <laughs> But honestly, that five years that we did it, incredibly happy times for me. Travelling the country with you, well, to Leeds and to Sheffield. Where else do you need to go, really? Um, <laughs> it was just great fun, and I, and I love you, mate. And it was, and I'm pleased to see that you've kept it going for another five years. All I'm going to say is cheers, Mark. Cheers, Mark. Cheers. And with that, there's really only one thing for it. Welcome to Opinions, and we're back in your ears once again. Beer is in the glass, and we're ready to call last orders, aren't we, Martin? We are indeed. And guess what beer we got in the glass, Dave? Oh, I wonder. <laughs> and I think a few people on Twitter, when we asked a question, had guessed this would be a beer on the show. We have the collaboration with Leon C, Undisputed Era. Let's uh, just dive straight into dive it. Dive straight in. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, shit now after two weeks, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I think that's come on. As a, as that's really developed as, as it, in its taste. Which we did say, because yeah. I, I think the earthiness has gone off a little bit. And that's, that's turned into bitterness. Yep. The so earthiness has gone. Bitterness. Even more Sierra Nevada-esque yes. now, I'd yeah. say. Although, maybe more bitter than a pale ale? I think so, yeah. I think, I think we're bordering on IPA here. We're getting very oh, close Especially with the percentage. We are getting yeah. closer, but... Very pleased with how that's developing, and obviously, it's only less than two weeks. And actually, from the time of release, two days till we get to have it on cask and keg, Steve. Oh, very excited! Very excited for the party at the Vic, where, yeah. where we'll be drinking as much of this as we can possibly fit into our bodies. Well, we did a good job with the red dancing, <laughs> yes, we, we, we did, we did indeed, and it did yeah. a good job on us, yeah, yeah. And but hopefully, as well, it's found its way out into a few other places now, and a few a few other people would have got to have tried it on, on, on cask or keg as well, yeah. And if anyone has already tried it on cask and keg, please let us know. Obviously, it is going to also feature at the Great British Beer Festival, as you referenced last time. So, if anyone tries that. You know, tweet us, put it on untapped. Let us know. Yeah, yeah, we're just really curious. You can you can still tag us into things. We're yes. not going anywhere. Yeah, we're still still going to exist on social media. It's only the hashtag opinions that Steve upset everyone by saying don't use. Yeah, don't <laughs> use that hashtag again. We're not using that anymore. This final show is going to be a little bit different, though, as a, you've probably already a felt. A little bit. Just just a little bit, yeah. We, we had that wonderful introduction with Mark uh, a moment ago there, and it was so good to have Mark back on and to join us for this final show. 
But we're throughout this show, we're going to be joined as by as many of our listeners as we've been able to squeeze into about two and a half hours. That's going to be an ever sort of rotating <laughs> door of listeners coming in and out. I've got loads of stats, loads more stats that I'm going to be sharing as, as we go through. So I'm really looking forward to, to what's to come. And of course, we've got a lot of beer to, to drink as yes, we go through Yes, we have got this. a lot of beer, Steve. <laughs> and some of them are definitely in the double figures in ABV, mate. That They are. But it wouldn't be us if we no, didn't. No, no, okay. I'll give you that. That's with, true. Without some big ones. So while we continue to enjoy our undisputed era, we are being joined by our first guests this evening, aren't we? Live with Live us, guests, not yeah. via Zoom. So, welcome to the show. Emma and Michelle are our esteemed partners. And the question which everyone has, you know, wants wants to know the answer to is, what is it like being part of podcast royalty? <laughs> mm, interesting. Yes. What is it like? I don't. I. I mean. I mean. I'm with the king of podcasting over here, Steve. But what's it like for you two? Uh, but in a more serious uh, note, what is it that you two have experienced, perhaps through uh, knowing Steve and I, getting to know people through the podcast? What is it that's really sparked your interest? I mean, Michelle. Maybe first of all, you've obviously been part of the whole journey with me mm-hmm. since 2016. Yeah. Um, you have often been lucky enough to be in the same room when we did the early recordings in person. You were able to hear it all at the time as well. Um, what have you um, enjoyed about it or perhaps not so enjoyed about it? Oh, there's nothing I've not enjoyed about it. That, that's recorded forever. Yeah, yeah we've got that now. <laughs> I think for me, it's got to be the connection with people. Definitely. It's, it's all about the people. Obviously, beers aside, you know... We're lucky. I'm, you know, I've been lucky enough over these years to try some fantastic, amazing beers, and it has been the connection. It's been whether it be virtually, and it's people that you've connected with over social media that you haven't actually, I haven't actually even met yet, but also the people that I have met in person, and that for me has been the the absolute. Just it's just been brilliant. It's been absolute. It's been fantastic. Um. Different examples for me are things like going to Peekenda, going to the Crimbo Crawl in Newcastle, you know, getting to meet Miles for the first time, which obviously I've been thankful enough to meet him many times since, but meeting up with Paul Frost, Ronnie Bean. It's, I'm trying to, I don't want to name too many people because I'm, I don't want to miss yeah, don't, people start out. Yeah, naming people, that will go yeah, on yeah, forever. Yeah. And, and then we are going to get people yeah. tweeting us saying, where was my name? Yeah, yeah, where was my name? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't want to miss anyone out. There's just so many good memories that I'll take from this that will, will literally last a lifetime. Don't want to start getting emotional already and we're only two minutes into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. It's, the, it's absolutely the connection and the people for me. And what about you, Em? You sort of came in when I'm me and new, Steve were already established. You're, you know, you're new, but you've still you're been around for so a few years. Yeah, well, yeah. We've, we've been I've together some... for three and a half years now, and in, in yeah. that time, we've put out a lot of content in three and a half years. We've, we've put about, out a lot of content, especially but we've during also the COVID. Probably had what we'd describe as some of our best experiences in the latter yeah. part of our journey as well. I wasn't included in all of them. And, and, I'm just going to say, <laughs> you know, missed out on a few. Don't, let's not talk about the things you missed out on them. Yeah. You know, no, so, I know, no, it's been... What about experiences? It's been amazing, really. I mean, would you, have, would you have thought about going to, I don't know, 
Belgium and stuff as as a trip. No, no, for my my fortieth birthday. Yeah, but but no, it was amazing and it was lovely. And but yes, every special event is apparently a beer adventure now, which is fine. I do enjoy them. A beer adventure I like that. Yeah, I mean yeah. the way the way it's all way because I know that it sort of seeped obviously into me and Michelle's partnership as well. Um, what I try to do, and certainly what we've tried to do when we've gone to other places, is use it as a as points to get to to go and see via other places. So, like you know, like when you guys went to York earlier this mm-hmm. year, um, was this year? Was it? Yeah. I was trying to think. Was it this year? We've <laughs> done a lot. So a lot. A lot goes on, doesn't it? A so lot. even just going from one or two of those places, some of the places you see in York, because you go from A to B to C, is just really nice, isn't it? So I know what you're saying, but it yes. becomes... No, but we wouldn't necessarily have gone to York unless we were going to brew York. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and that's, that's... It's a different experience that you wouldn't get. Yeah, and I think that's probably part of it, isn't it? That's, and that unless, will probably yeah. sort of seep through the rest of this show as well is some of the experiences Steve and I have had. Beer is what's joined it up, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't just be the beer that you remember. No, but it's the people. Yeah. It's the people that's, you know... We went to Brew York to meet people, not just for the beer. So yeah, because you met up with Lee, and did you meet up with his missus as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and we, we had a lovely, lovely evening out with them both mm-hmm. as, as as well. So I think yeah, it's, it's right. It's right. What you're you're saying there, Rem, is 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 that most of our trips these days are <laughs> <laughs> something to do with beer, <laughs> but it does end up being other stuff that we do, and I, and, it, and it's and it will continue. It's not going to change. Oh really? <laughs> I need to go back to well, round corner. Yeah. yeah, and I do believe you're it's on my to-do list. There's a Belgian trip later this year as well. We we are we're, we're, we're heading to where are we going again? Bruges. Bruges. Your fiftieth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for my fiftieth this time. Yeah, and then where else do we need to go? Oh, I like that. <laughs> Careful, well, Steve. I need where? to go to Dublin, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> anywhere anywhere else you'd like to go to? <laughs> Once, well, with, with all this time, Milton Mowbray. Why do you Mil- want to go to Milton Keynes? I can, I can vouch for not going. Going back to Round Corner. Okay. Going back to Round Corner. Is that for the beer or the pizza, the cheese, and the pies? What? All of it. I'd all like to be able to go yeah. for the, the cheese festival. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I think we missed that this year. I know. Again, again. Yeah. Was it earlier on in June? Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think but I think both of them are valid points. So you saying about the people and the connections, I think that'll come out as well as we talk to people. I think that going to places, there's definitely some, I mean, I've gone to Dublin before, but the chance to go to Dublin in the wonderful opportunity that Steve and I got those mm-hmm. those couple of years, but even the one we went to before when we went through the Autech Festival. Yeah. I mean, that was like, that was, apart from entrance to the festival, we, we paid for it all. We took the time off work, but you know, we spent a lot of it with Wayne and Janice. We met up some other people over there, um, and we just had a, had a ball. And again, if it hadn't been for the invite for the altar, it probably wouldn't have gone. Mm-hmm. So again, it's what sparks it, isn't it? And then it's it's definitely the people you engage with, isn't it? And I think for me as well, like when we were going to, like say for instance, just as an example, like the summer sesh this year, like for for Birmingham, speaking to people and then ha- having it that this was the first event that you guys had done since lockdown, speaking to people and having them come up and talk to me and say, you really don't know 
what the podcast has done for for us in terms of how much it helped us get through lockdown the fact that we absolutely you know we loved looking forward to the release date so that we could just plug in go for a walk and that was our time to escape and just feel like we were still connected and still sitting in a room with two mates having a chat and that for me I mean you know what I'm like emotional one it brought me to tears it was like really how wonderful that you guys have made that and brought that connection to people and given them something that just helped them to get through lockdown that's amazing yeah and that's that all starts with beer beer may be the connective conversation starter but then it goes so much deeper and so you know people then start going off and talking and building other french parts of friendship and connection and it becomes a lot deeper than that and that's things that will last forever that's going nowhere so mm. the podcast has started it and brought those people together but that connection is staying forever that's not going anywhere and that's what i love i love that yeah i don't think we honestly realize how many people appreciated the podcast moving to weekly during covid yeah we've had we've had a lot of people comment since then as well we had a few people during it and we really appreciated that because it was hard to know at times whether were we doing too much Mm. um and the virtual ones the virtual mm. get-togethers yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what? I've almost forgotten about yeah. those as well. I know, I know it, it feels it feels like a distant memory, almost like dreamlike. Yeah, but but yeah, we did we did what probably I think we ended up doing about six different events. Yeah, all all mm. online. We did the, obviously the big like, summer session last year, didn't we? Yeah, the, the, over, the big blowout one which, over a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah which <laughs> probably not up there with one of my best ideas. <laughs> but, um, it worked. It still worked. It, it did work, and I think one of the things that made it work was the fact that we brought other people in to help us through that. Yes, so, well, we, so we had Andrew and Luke on the Friday, yeah. with Rob on the Sunday. Um, you know, leaded the tour at Brew York virtually, having his mate walk around <laughs> oh, with, yeah, with, with yeah. the laptop. Yeah, yeah, you know, literally walking around the laptop. Um, so no, I, you know, I, I, I can I can definitely see all of that, and but we were definitely humbled by those oh. comments, both at the time, but. The people have said since, mm-hmm. either to us directly in person or via DM or via other people. So yeah, to to know that is just is quite humbling. And just if that only had reached ten people and they feel good about it, then it was the right thing to be doing. And I know that we enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it gave us a bit of structure still. Well, it, uh, helped, it helped me you. through. It helped it helped me through because I was, I was furloughed. I had nothing to do. So it, yeah. it helped me have something that was a weekly focus. Mm-hmm. It gave, I, I knew I'd have a certain amount of hours each week to, well, firstly to connect with people, i.e. you yeah. and, and the guests that joined us, but then also it's time to spend editing it as, as, as well. So. And then Wednesday, I have an idea. Thursday, <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> Friday, Steve, no, stop. Stop with the ideas. <laughs> <laughs> We probably need to start wrapping this up because we do need to be quite strict with, with all of our yes. guests this evening if we're going to fit ev- everyone in. Are, do you ladies have any final questions maybe you'd like to ask of us before we, we bid you farewell? Or statements, whatever it might be. This is your opportune moment. I don't think so, but Michelle might. Mine is just, and this is where I will get emotional. Look, I'll stop. Sort yourself out, woman. Um, so mine is just to say how grateful I am. God, stop it, Michelle. <laughs> to say how grateful I am for the friendship that you two have forged. And it has been amazing to see it grow. Stop. <laughs> it's been amazing to see it grow and to watch it just 
just blossom into something really amazing and wonderful and our, it's not going to stop obviously you're you know Steve's going to be with us forever <laughs> as is Emma now yes. as well and yeah I'm just so grateful for your friendship and for for what you've created it's been absolutely amazing and a little phrase that I was told when I was a little girl mm -hmm. some things in life only happen once and I'm glad this happened in ours nothing to say no no that's uh that's that, that's that's the first early tear um, <laughs> <laughs> we've still got a long way <laughs> yes. to, to, to go to, to go yeah i am interested though because we've not actually asked you two what you think of the beer to, do, do, do you like this wonderful thing as we stare loaded, at you, as loaded loaded question. <laughs> as we stare at you really like hard beer, yes. Yeah, yes what, what, what yes. do you think of it yes i love it absolutely love it it is it is just everything Everything you said you wanted to make, yeah. make it, you have. And it is... It's, it's so just, you. Yeah, it is. It's just... <laughs> it's so it you. Is. It's just beautiful. It's, it's the sort beautiful. of beer which we would say, yeah. that's what we want to drink. Yeah. Definitely. I, 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 think, I think for someone other than us to say, it's so you, yeah. is, it, is exactly what we wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Definitely. thank you for, for that, and, yeah. and thank you for for joining us for for this this little segment. Before we move on to our, our next guests, another one in the countdown of the top ten of stats, and this is number four. So this is the number of breweries that we've featured in the last ten years, and also who has featured the most times. So I'm not going to ask you because I know you hate it when I quiz you on this. Are we still going to have Brewdog in that top list? Well. You can't undo the past, right? No. Well, you can't rewrite history. As as as, as much as, regardless of what the Avengers taught us, is this what? Is this, this, otherwise, this is going to go off on a whole tangent if you're actually asking that question, Steve. It, so. it is. So, so yes, I've I've had to include Brew, Brewdog in this because they have, and they do unfortunately feature quite quite heavily as well. So over the ten years, we've featured three hundred and fifty-six different breweries. Brewdog have been on twenty-three times. Thornbridge have been on 21 times and Fuller's have been on 17 times. Now, fair enough, we always make the caveat with Fuller's that most of those <laughs> are vintage owls, are vintage owls that, that we do. The most beers that each of the, that, that have been featured in that time, so Fuller's have had 35 beers featured, Brewdog 34 and Brew York 27. Now, Brew York are quite a late addition to that list and that's very much just been in the last few years since we got to know Lee. A, a little bit. I mean, I mean, a lot of that is down to, you, you know, Lee's been very gen generous with beers that he sent oh, us. Oh, very generous. And they do churn out a range of beers. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, they're, they're, you get the emails from them and they're brought out a new beer every so often. I mean, I don't know how they come up with the puns. I don't. They must They must have a... There must a, be a, almost like the equivalent of a lexicon of puns. A, a director of punology. Yes. Or, or something like... What a great job title. Great job <laughs> title. I'll be shit at it, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm not very good with puns. No, no, me, me either. Me either. Um, and then just one other thing in terms of breweries, we've also had 21 homebrewers on in, in that 10-year period and nine homebrew specials. So, and a lot of those homebrewers... I've again comes back to what Michelle was saying. Have, have gone on to become people that we're now friends with, people like Sean O'Reilly, yep. um, Mick McGrory. I'm trying to think of <laughs> else. Oh, the little-known Andy Parker as, as, as well, <laughs> who, who went on to obviously found Elusive Brew. Um, but but yeah, I, I think in that time, it's it's great that we've that certainly me having done the full ten years. I've got to learn so much from those homebrewers as, as well. And I think you, you said when we did that final homebrew special, 
how interesting it was just listening to Sean talking through his processes. Yeah, but also the, what Sean did really well was um, make it simple. He didn't try to overcomplicate the process, which I appreciated anyway. Um, and having listened to your homebrew specials before, because the bulk of them were with Mark, I thought they were always good fun. And the interaction between the various guests was always great fun as well. Because again, there was a common subject between them. You and Mark could have just sort of sat back and pretty much done nothing during those shows. I, I think we did. <laughs> because you've got two or three homebrewers and they're all going to start geeking out. No different to when we were at Adnams for the Eastern Edge collab. I mean, they just, the two, the two guys from um, Scott and Dan, from uh, Sierra Nevada and Adnams respectively, they were basically geeking out. It was the equivalent of you and I being talking about MCU or something, some such thing. Mm-hmm. That's all they did for half the day because they just had this common subject, common brew kit. They loved it. Exactly the same as the homebrew special. Even if those people didn't know each other already, they were quite happy just chatting, weren't they? Yeah. So again, people and connections. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be a theme that, yeah. that goes through the evening. And certainly it's a theme as we go into our next guests on this show as well because we've already mentioned them once and I'm really looking forward to the conversation that we're going to have now. Welcome to the show, Andy Parker, Fergus Fitzgerald, and Ruth Mitchell. What a trio we've got joining us right now! <laughs> Hello. Hello, guys. What are you all drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Undisputed Era. Oh, I've heard that's a good I've, beer. I've heard that's a very good beer. Yeah, I'm the same here. Very nice indeed. Uh, I was on Undisputed Era, but I. Uh, I- Drank it while we were waiting for you. Technical um, So I'm now drinking Eastern Edge. Oh, which is what we're drinking now. We, we are also drinking Eastern Edge. Uh, it is our second one because we have had some technical <laughs> issues. We do also have Oregon Trail lined up as well because it, it would be rude not to, obviously, <laughs> while, while you're here, Andy. One, one of Excellent. our most favourite beers of all time. But but we'll, we'll, we'll get on to that. Thank, thanks for joining us this evening. Um, you guys have been together today brewing a beer, haven't you? We have indeed, yes. Um, we're, we're brewing a, a rye pale ale. Uh, used some malt from the Adams family farm, some rye malt. Uh, we've, um, yeah, lots of uh, exciting British shops as well. Um, yeah, look out for that in August. Is that a uh, cask only or is that going to be small pack as well? Uh, yeah, we'll do cask, keg and can. Nice, nice. Sounds sounds delicious actually already. Rye pale ale, yeah. yeah. You don't actually see many of those, do you really? No. Not rye pale ale, it's your rye IPA or something else, but what sort of percentage will it come in at? Or you're hoping for? Uh, yeah, we're shooting around 5-2. Nice little sweet spot there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Look forward to look forward to trying to get hold of that. Yeah. But thank you for joining us. Um, this isn't about you guys, it's about us. So <laughs> 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 um, you you three in in each in your different way. Have, have all been a, a real part of the journey that we've been on o- over the last 10 years. A- Andy, you, for me, you were one of the first people that I really connected with on, on, on Twitter before, I think before even we really started the podcast. But I, I know we then connected when you were a home brewer and you came on a few times with, with, with different home brews. And obviously we've, we've been there to document the journey of, elusive as it's as it's grown to where you are now 
and and then sort of Ruth and Fer- Fergus. I, I think Fergus, you were one of I've I've got to say this. You were one of the first brewers from a fairly big brewery to ever really give us an opportunity and to ever really give us your time. So I've I've always been really grateful for that, and I, I just want to say thank you while I've got got you on right now because that that's been massive. For, for us as well and obviously leading up to you inviting us up to the brewery uh, early on in, in in the year and and then and, and then Ruth you, you've kind of connected all three for us a little bit really because I first I first met you when you were at Adnams and you, you know we've been sort of friends ever since and, and and now you're here with Andy so it's, it's it's great to have the three of you join us th- this evening for what is the the, the last podcast yeah last we're very happy time. to be here but very <laughs> sad it's ending yeah yeah yeah. And I would, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just to uh, yeah, echo what you said there about the, the support from the early days, I really appreciate it. At least I think, um, actually, I remember for a while there was a little running thing about who'd been on the most, and there was me, Justin, uh, Mick, um, and I, think, I don't know if you still run that league table, but um, <laughs> <laughs> there, there are some stats coming up later on okay. in the show as, as to who's oh, yeah. been on the most. Um, and yeah, you may have fallen off the table a little bit, Andy. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Maybe in the early days, maybe more often, but um, yeah, not so much now. But I did really appreciate the support, particularly when uh, you know when I went professional with with Elusive, and and uh, it was a nice thing going from the home days through to that. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was quite obviously when when we all first started on social media. I don't think any of us knew what we were doing, and now look at us. We yeah. don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could barely get Zoom started this evening. <laughs> Yeah, we can barely press buttons and put wires yeah. in. Yeah, you know, we've only been using it for two years and <laughs> it chooses tonight to go wrong. Um, do you guys have any memories, I, I suppose, any fond memories of, of stuff that we've done in the, in, in the past that you'd like to share? Um, I, yeah, it's been a few for me. I think the I remember the um, show at Hot Burns and Black, um, the, the live show that we've recorded, we recorded live. Um, that felt for me, I think for me, Beer O'Clock show has been more well at least as much about the physical community and the uh the, the online and physical community built as, as much as the podcast if that makes sense um and that for me really underlines uh how far you've come as a as a podcast when you build a, a venue with people that wanted to come and listen and i thought and that was i think then uh I had some more pilot beer on that was the year just before we we're about to start elusive I had some mini kegs pour in there and things like that and that's a really fond memory Mm. Uh, I think also the uh, some of the crews uh, that have been organised um, really great. I remember doing Bermondsey and the London Murky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, that incident, Murkygate. Uh, it was just uh, ants matching up there ahead of their time. It's you know we we're all we we're all we were the fools. You know they yeah, were on it many years ahead, setting trends. And um, and finally, I think the um, I've spoken to you about this before, but the Sierra Nevada show. Um, I think it is. Um, so I look at certain points in in um, beer writing and, and uh, beer media in general. I think uh, there's a couple that really stand out for me. Uh, one is um, when Claire Bullen wrote about Colonel Brewery for Good Beer Hunting. And that for me is a landmark moment. But also a second one is, um, you know, your show with, with Ken and, and the, um, yeah, the Sierra Nevada show. Just fantastic. Yeah, and I think, I think particularly the Sierra Nevada show for me was just beautiful. Just because obviously you were so... It was it was obvious that it was such a big fan of Sierra and that love of Sierra came through across the whole show. So that was that was really really it was a really lovely listen. Actually, you you so much enjoyed talking to Ken uh, and and finding out a bit more and actually it 
you know, it brought everyone and anyone listening in brought them along the journey as well. It was really nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, that always brings, that's always a fond memory of ours. Absolutely. And yeah. I think it's quite nice for you to say to Andy but, and Fergus that it was obvious our love for it. Yeah, that, I was always thought, did that shine through too much to Ken? <laughs> <laughs> did that have been a moment at the beginning, yeah. Did Ken go to everyone who works at Sierra Nevada and never, never speak to them again, please? And somehow, <laughs> Scott didn't get that message. No, no, and neither did his brother no. either. So... Um, and Ruth, what about you? I mean, other than the fact that we couldn't say Bourbon or Bourbon. <laughs> the pronunciation has been a highlight. Um, <laughs> I think, to us, I, I agree with Andy. I think the physical meetups have been have been so important. I mean, the, the Bermondsey event was one of the first kind of um, meeting beer strangers off the internet thing that I did on my own. And it was... Uh, petrifying and amazing and apparently it was the first time I met Andy but I don't remember (laughs) (laughs) Um, there is is that picture of you just kind of stood next to him with your backs to each other isn't there (laughs) (laughs) I think he's forgiven me for whatever I did um I love that um I've loved inflicting sour face and gin face on Steve that's been uh, there I'm a a massive fan of gin now you remember Ruth when we did that recording yeah. And we and you had the uh, what was I force fed him some hot gin, yeah. yeah. And it hated was like, it. no, no, hate it. We're <laughs> gonna have it. Talk about a 360 yeah. degree, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Pivot on that one. Um, but yeah, because well, you, you obviously, I think the last one we did with you in person was when you came to the office, wasn't it? Oh, is that when uh, Matt and I made you drink Negronis? Yes, yes, so that was yeah. really fun. Matt was, um, Matt was our butler for the evening, yeah. That was that was that was awesome. Um, and watching Steve Necker 750 barley wine was also good fun. Um, <laughs> honestly, the, high, the highlights for me have really been like the physical meetups and and the community because I mean there's so there's so many friends that I've kind of met through you that are now really big parts of my life. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, an amazing legacy I think you're leaving. Oh, thank thank you. That's, yeah. that's very, Sorry, very nice of you. Get, get emotional later in the evening. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we will. Don't 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 worry. There, there, there'll be a few tears shed tonight, I, I imagine, and that'll have nothing to do with the amount of beer that we're consuming either. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm now I'm already on the Oregon Trail, having necked. Oh yeah, the yeah, edge. yeah. Andy, you're always tweaking Oregon Trail, aren't you? I think I've stopped now. So <laughs> is this fairly much it? Because I mean, even Steve were looking at it. It's almost got a little bit of a haze to it. It's not quite as as light as certain iterations in the past. Yeah, I, to be fair, there's been a few inconsistencies with clarity on it, which is something we're working on. Uh, the, it's also got very slightly paler, if you might I, know. I yeah. said that. I said I thought um, it was a little bit lighter in colour. Playing with the level of crystal malt in it. Um, well, one I picked up on in San Diego, on Maurice trip is that it's kind of, they're moving away from that and, Although it's very much still a classic West Coast IPA, just trying to really get it where I want it to be. Uh, played around with the hopping, played around with it a lot, Martin. Yes, the answer. <laughs> um, I think we're kind of. I'm pretty happy with the hopping. We're tweaking a little bit on the grist, but um, I think it's in its final form almost. <laughs> but you never really finished that. No, you always always trying to finish. Yeah. What's it? What's it like? So this is the last time. I mean, I'll, I'll see you in person again, and hopefully all of you in person, but. What's it like, Andy, to have a beer which you only created a couple of years ago, which is probably considered a modern-day classic in the beery world? That's that's very generous, thank you. Um, I think um, the what's I, it, it was sort of an accident of lockdown hit, um, really. Whereas when we started canning, uh, we just were in the right time and the right place with it. I think when people had that bit of nostalgia, 
were thinking of better times maybe during lockdown and it kind of took off for us and now I look at how we use a little brewery management system and it, when you log into it it's got a graph of your best sellers by beer on a little a little bar chart and Oregon Charles is a big spike and everything else kind of falls behind it so it's very much a driven our growth over the past couple of years I think I'd say Ruth would you? Yeah I think um I mean I think to be honest you guys are a little bit to thank for that as well. Your, su- your support of it is... Um, really? Our support of it is just fine as much of it as we can. Um, but I think, yeah, as Anne says, that sort of in a in a land of murk, obviously juicy things are also delicious, but it's I'm really proud to be able to sell something that kind of stands out a little bit. I can say it's really amazing because Andy will never do that, but I don't make it, so I'm, I'm allowed to. No, but it, I mean, it is. It's got, I mean, there's so many people who love it. Yeah. And that is, I know that's reflected in the sales, but I think just anecdotally, we can say that so many people just love it. Will, will we get a cast version again? Will that come out? Yeah, we do. We, do, yeah, we, we still cast it somewhat regularly. Um, but yeah, yeah, margin and all that. Uh, we tend to be more <laughs> in keg and, and can, to be honest. But I want to also mention. Um, that, uh, another beer uh, collab that you guys helped make happen. Uh, we're, we're merging or combining uh, Big Eagle with Oregon Trail soon, and that, that brew is at the end of the month mm. uh, hours. So, um, two, two of your favourites. Do, do we get our name on that one as well? Yeah, yeah. We, that, that was our idea, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was our idea. Make sure we get you some sent up. I think it was quite a drunken idea by the time we discussed it, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> some some pub in York on a very drunken evening out. Like, yeah. so, so what's what's it going to be called? Is it Oregon Eagle, Eagle or Big Trail? We're, uh, we're still debating that. Okay. Um, I like, I like Eagle Trail. I think I think Oregon Eagle. Yeah. Works. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see which we, yeah. we we could run one final poll for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then you, could, you could have to stick to the <laughs> the outcome of that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Fergus, anything else coming up for Adams that we uh, we should know about? Uh, so I think we we'll probably told you everything last time we saw you, but um, so the the sort of collaboration with Elusive is apparently around 150th as well because um, the Adams family had a brewery in sort of this in this area, um, and the two brothers, George and Ernest, when they moved over to Southport 150 years ago, um, their uncle had a brewery, an Adams brewery in Newbury. Um, so we thought it'd be quite a nice, a nice sort of story around the 150. We, we brew a beer in this area um, for, to sort of mark that, mark that transition, I guess, from, from the Adams brewery in Newbury, Newbury to, to the Adams brewery over in Southport. So, and obviously Ruth's connection is really what's brought it together, really. So that that's, that's the, that's the, the only thing we, I think, when we last met, which isn't that long ago, um, but that's the only thing that's sort of new on top of that. Um, yeah, so there's all, there's always little bits coming through, but I think for now that that's sort of the the main focus is still you know, after that 150th anniversary. But it must have been nice for you today to do some actual brewing because I think I saw a picture of you <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually doing something. You got, yeah, you say that, but I, yeah, it's overrated. <laughs> you know, it is overrated, definitely. Uh, yeah, and it's very hot today. Mm. I think what, what was it? Thirty-five yeah, degrees today. Yeah, in the brewery it was hitting that. Yeah, yeah pretty no, warm. It's too warm. So yeah, so air-conditioned offices are the, are the future, lads. That's that's, what, that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the, what, the, what, Andy doesn't have enough buttons in his brewery. Really, is the biggest issue. Most, <laughs> <laughs> most of it's valves. Yeah, it's all manual labour. Yeah, valves <laughs> and shovels. Stop. <laughs> 
That's, no good for anybody. Why do you think he keeps inviting people to collaborate? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, um, you completely show me up there, Martin. Oh, that's completely what, what it's all about. <laughs> so, Andy, next time, go to Southwold. They'll let you stand near the buttons. <laughs> no, no. Andy's qualified. He can actually... Oh, come on. Yeah, that's why we weren't allowed to touch anything. No qualifications. No qualifications. I knew there was a reason. Yeah. We weren't even allowed to touch hops, Andy. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, well listen thank you for for giving up the time this evening i know you are trying to head out on on, on a night out to, uh, to have a few beers thank thanks for giving up your time and coming on with us it, it really has been great to have the three of you join us and as i said at the beginning all three of you in in your own special way have, have been a real big part of the journey that that i've been on and certainly in the last yeah. year, six years that we've been on so, so thank you for all the support you've given us and and, and good luck with, with with what what comes next for elusive and, and fergus enjoy sitting in that air-conditioned office <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate it yeah and, and saying thank you back as well because i know you've been really supportive of adams over the years and going back to sort of the, the beer blogger conferences like a lifetime ago um but yeah thank you for all the support over the years and maybe we'll see you in another guys again in the future who knows who, who knows what's coming next cheers 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 guys, cheers, guys. Cheers. now it's time to start our live listener call-ins and this is going to be fun for the next couple of hours isn't it i'm not sure why we actually decided to do this thing <laughs> but, but, but let's do it so first up Hello to our first callers. Who are you and what are you drinking? Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, start, of you, one of you. This started yeah. well. Um, so I, I'm Nick and I run the Hot Ford podcast. So I try not to think of it as a rival podcast. We're all friends, aren't we? Podcasting we are world. all friends. Um, and I'm drinking uh, Scarlet's Golden Mild from uh, St. Mars of the Desert. Are you trying is... to trigger me? Yeah, by using the word mild well, already. Well, <laughs> the other alternative was to go to the Hallamshire House and get some Jaipur on cask in a growler and bring it back. So it was a choice between smart or, yeah, or Jaipur yeah. on cask. So yeah, yes, in short, I'm trying to trigger you. Okay, okay. Either way, either way, you're triggering us. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I'm Combi, uh, co-founder of Round Corner Brewing. And tonight, uh, because it's very sunny. But mainly to annoy Martin. Oh, for I'm drinking Zamba hazy lavender with beer. A beautiful summer drink. It's Martin's Martin's favourite. Right, chaps. You have got ten minutes. The timer has started to chat to us about your favourite memories of the podcast. Ask us any questions. Talk to us about what we're drinking. Go. Oh. Come on, do you want to go first or? Uh, you go first, Nick, and then I'll follow. Okay. You're, you're, okay. You're well, I, I, th I think in terms of favourite memories, um, I've got three that I've singled out. I think the first one was when you guys came to the Sheffield Brewery Company when I was running Emmanuel's there. It was, a, it, was a, it was part of the Crimbo Crawl, but it was like the pre-Crimbo Crawl destination on the Saturday. Um, yeah, we, so, were there, we were there early. Yeah, you were. About 10 o'clock so, in the morning? <laughs> something like that. So, um, yeah, so I just want to say a massive cheers for that because obviously I'd seen some beers before and they weren't some of the best beers I've ever made. So it was nice to actually come out and kind of try them fresh, uh, hopefully in a better light. And um, I guess secondly, the the other Crimbo Crawl in Manchester that I came to, um, I'd never been to the Marble Arch before. And so, you know, rocking up there and, and I mean, that, 
every time I go to Manchester now, that's like my Manchester local, you know, it's just an amazing pub. And I think thirdly, um, the interview you guys did with Ken Grossman was just amazing. I, I'd emailed a few times trying to get him on my show and didn't get anything. So, it, you know, total win for Beer O'Clock getting him on the show. It was just brilliant insights. That, that, thanks so much, Nick. I just want to pick up on a couple of those. So to, firstly, thank you for inviting us down to the, the Sheffield Brew Company as part of the Crimber Corps. It was, it was lovely to have a look around and to see what you were doing there. Yeah, and, and yes, I mean, I, I know we've got, had a little bit back and forth about the beers you'd sent to us, and, but to actually try them there, fresh, yeah, it was a different beast. And thank you very much for opening so early in the day. Yeah, as abso- well. Abso- absolutely, it was, a, it was a nice meeting spot for us all that day. Yeah, it was. It was, and it was a good start to the day. Yeah, yeah. it was an absolute good start to the day. It's, 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 I remember that. I like that bit of Sheffield. I remember that one. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's where it all started going wrong. Um, completely agree with you about the Marble Arch. Uh, it's it's always oh. a destination when when I go to Manchester. And 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 finally, yeah, the uh, the, the Ken interview. I'm, I'm I'm not sure that's the first or last time that, that we're going to hear that this evening. We've already heard it twice now yeah um it was yeah it was a bit of a coup for us and it, it wasn't easy to to get to him but we persevered and it was um for, for martin and i it was a real it was a real bucket list moment wasn't it be honest it was a fanboy moment yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah but we're not we're not going to go on about that too much because no, we, we've done we, that we've before about that a lot um combi some some of your thoughts yeah, um, I, I had the 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 Ken one because I thought it was it was great as well. But um, uh, like personally for me, I, I I was on your show and um, you allowed me to rant about tap rooms for about ten or fifteen <laughs> minutes, which I, I love. And, and I think in general that's one of the amazing things about <laughs> your uh, uh, um, uh, your show is that you give airtime to subjects and you allow the people who you interview a bit of time to 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 just get into it really and, and I think that's a lovely thing and you can find some hidden gems probably not that much amongst that 10 minutes of craziness about my love for tap rooms and um, the other one uh, then when if it's not the Ken one was actually the more recent one when um, uh, you had Russ from Amity on as he read out all the very nice <laughs> messages and you just uh, I could only envisage you there because I couldn't see you just smiling away <laughs> loving every minute of it. and why wouldn't you do after uh, uh, you know so many people saying such wonderful things about you and um, I, I think the third one which isn't a specific thing but an abiding takeaway from what you've done is is that you both love beer and like it's a very positive love there's no factionalism or no talking down this or that thing or trying to appear clever about this or that you just love beer of all types of you know from whatever origins and that's a wonderful thing and and more rare than 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 uh, we would all like or hope you know people mm-hmm. who just love beer uh, and uh, I, you know i really really appreciate that about what you both do and hopefully that's something and i love you'll continue forever i think i mean to pick up the latter point i think yes i think i love i love for beer We're retiring for podcasting definitely not retiring from our love of beer or drinking drinking the stuff um pick, pick up on your first point um we couldn't stop you ranting for the 10 to 15 minutes combi <laughs> well once you started it's like the duracell bunny there was no stopping you anyway <laughs> even even steve tried with the editing and he couldn't do it <laughs> it wasn't just about tap rooms it was yeah. when we got him going about 330 as well yeah i think i went off cooked dinner went down the yeah. shops yeah. <laughs> came, came back and he was still going, <laughs> <He's> still going. <laughs> No, really. I, I no comments on what 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 uh, uh, give us the visual picture as Ross was reading out all of those lovely comments. 
I I want to picture it like you know when um, CBBS have a famous pop star or rock star read the bedtime story at the well, end like of the Dave night. Like Dave Grohl. <laughs> it, it, was, it was almost like that. I mean, Russ Russ has got the perfect voice for that sort of yeah. thing. And we, we didn't realise until after when, when he told us. He used to be a primary school teacher. And that makes so much sense. It made perfect sense when he told listening us. Listening back to him. And mm. we, we spoke about that a lot, didn't we? Because we were like, we're going to feel really uncomfortable reading out these lovely words that people have said about us. So let's just ask Russ if he will do it. And he was he was more than willing to do it. And, and I, I, I do yeah. think it was received so well. Yeah, I messaged Russ. I said, do you mind doing it? He said, yeah, no problem. Went back to him and said, there's about three pages. Yeah, that's fine. A week later, there's a bit more. Are you sure you're all right? <laughs> so he said, fine, but he was. When he said afterwards, yeah, he was a primary school teacher. It just made perfect sense the way he read them out and stuff. And yeah, we were chuffed a bit. I mean, there's no point. I'm not going to do that. Uh, false modesty thing but it's still even though we'd seen it in writing to have someone else read it out in their voice did make such a difference yeah. the way it landed and the way it impacted us and it, it, I've used the word a lot and I'll probably use it again it was very humbling to have people talk about our hobby in those in those very kind words and phrases so yeah um, it was it was a lovely as our last just one guest on the show it worked really well didn't it absolutely yeah but enough about us because we've got we've got two guests here we've we've got about three minutes left with 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 these guys have you got any questions that you'd like to ask of us in this last three three minutes or so i've got a question so given the growth of beer podcasting over the last recent years how much room do you think there is for another show to emerge like beer o'clock in the future and do you think and, and obviously Discount. I'm. I'm not fishing for anything with my podcast or anything. When I ask this question, but like, do you, do you think there are any current shows that could take that place? Like, is there anything you list at the moment? You think, oh, you know, that's that's a really good podcast. Do you want to go, do you want to great, go? great question. There's two questions. Do you want to, yeah. Should we take one each? Do you want to take the first one? I'll, I'll take the first one. I think I've, I've I've said this before. When when we started ten years ago, we. We were it. We were beer podcasting in the UK. So, so we had uh, a captive market that we were able to tap into. And that, that's partly the reason why we grew as, as, as big as we did, because there, there, was, no, there was no alternative, so, so to speak. There was no competition. And as, as you're right, Nick, the last couple of years, there have been many, many, many beer podcasts now, especially during lockdown as well. Uh, a, a lot of people started doing it as something to do during that time so I, I think i i'm not sure i ever see anybody having the space to grow as as we did but i think if somebody can come up with something truly original and different then i, I think they they could tap into an audience that are looking for something a little bit different right now yeah and i think that's a good point but also i think to talk about the podcast that are here now i'm not i'm definitely not going to name check um, and it includes your, your good self, Nick, as well. Um, Love your work, by yes. the way. Thanks. But I think what I would say is that it's when people are, when you know that you can feel the love and passion and that it is something they just truly love doing and that they're enjoying it, that will always come across. Um, so whether that be someone doing it themselves, doing interviews on a regular basis, or it's part of a collective, as long as you know that they're enjoying it, and they and you can feel it. It's t- almost tangible. Mm. The listener will, 
And sometimes the subject almost won't matter because, you know, there's plenty of times when we've gone well off tangents um, and then eventually we'll come back. Like now. Yeah, like now. But <laughs> as long as you enjoy it, what you're doing, and it comes across well, and also, for fuck's sake, edit. Um, but yes, I think it just has to be... A, 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 and, you know, Steve does that. And over you do it, Nick. It's about just putting out something that people want to listen to and will enjoy. Yeah, and also, we have a finite amount of time in our lives. Make it a good one. Okay, we've got about a minute left. Combi, this has got yeah, to be a, a I was very... I ask you what you'll miss, but that's going to lead to some sort of maudlin, maybe saccharine thing. So I want to get a good one here is the most uncomfortable moment for you over. So it can be anything where someone said something crazy or they put a beer on you moment. that you really didn't. Uh, uh, go on. Most uncomfortable moment. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Oof. I suppose you could, or you could almost say, I wouldn't or say craziest, comfortable, whichever. but when I got announced as the as a new host. I mean, Mark was still there. <laughs> yeah, they probably shouldn't have done that, really. <laughs> you know, they, they, they were doing their last live show, last ever beer o'clock show recording at Hot Burn and Black, and I got announced. It yeah. was like, there's the wife, there's Steve Ross, and here's the new one. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> but the ink wasn't even oh. drawn the divorce papers. Oh, so that was a bit of a mix. It was one of those really weird moments. <laughs> just still with the Ross of Fear podcast that's cold I'm, I'm not sure I can, can, can pick out any real single uncomfortable moment in, in, in terms of I suppose a tumbleweed moment it was it, what one moment might have been when we did the live show at Peak Ender actually starting that and, and how you start in front of a live audience because we were out of our comfort zone there. Oh, yeah. So, so that was quite uncomfortable. Um, but we had a lot of fun. We did have a lot of fun. Doing it. Yeah. We, we, we put, we, what we needed was a warm-up act. We could have done you turning out for five minutes, Combi. And yeah. ranting about tap rooms. <laughs> ranting about yeah. tap rooms. And then we could have just bowled in. Rant, fine. Yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Guys, we're going to have to stop you there. Um, thank you. I'm One sure more message got- to brewers out there. Uh, buy crazy yeast and brew wheat beer. Enough. <laughs> yeah, brew wheat beer without fucking lavender. Yeah, some, okay. t- no some t-shirt lavender. slogans right there for brewers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Good luck with the podcast. Thank you. I hope you continue to go from strength yeah, to strength. Please. Combi, thank you for coming on. Thanks for the beers. We've been enjoying your jangles and togs of, as, as we've been it's chatting to you. So thank you so much for that. Good luck with everything round corner. And Emma and I will certainly be up to visit you again soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers. guys. Thanks. Thank you for everything, Bye-bye. both of you. Yeah. Thank you. That was great to be joined by Nick and Combi there. Uh, really good to chat to them. And I think it, it shows that the rest of the evening is probably going to go downhill rapidly. We're going downhill. We're, <laughs> oh, we're, oh, the, oh. the wheels are already coming off. That, that, they are indeed. So we should crack on with the next in the top 10 of stats. Mate. So this is number five. And this is why are you playing with that now? I'm opening a beer. Okay. So this is um, the number of beers featured on the podcast over the 10 years. And I've done the first bit, the headlines, untapped style. So total check-ins for the Beer O'Clock Show podcast in 10 years, 1,102 beers. Unique check-ins, 1,021 beers. Okay, so there are some beers we've had more than once. Yes, yes, which is a lovely segue onto which those beers are. So there are two beers that have been featured four times. Um, on both versions of the show, on both the Beer O'Clock show and on Opinions, and that's Yarl 
and Sierra Nevada Parallel. They're both featured twice on each version of the show. And then there's another one which was featured four times in one year. Do you remember what, what that beer was? Four times in one year? Yeah. No, I'm struggling. Camden, beer 2019. Remember Rob oh, challenged us to... because we were doing the iter- different times yeah. and how it aged. Yeah, so it was featured four times in one year. Um, and then Jaipur, Southwold Bitter and Unhuman Cannonball have been featured three times each on, on, on various shows as, as well. In addition to that, there have been a number of vintages of the same beers. So one of them's fairly obvious. Yeah, follows vintage. We've done yeah. quite a few vintages of those. We've now. done 10 of those every year from 2012, when we first started the podcast. We've managed to do one version every year, all, all the way through. And then do you know what, do you remember what the other one is? Uh, the Dole? Yeah, still Nacked. Yeah. So we did six variants of that, 2013 to 2018. Plus we did the 2005 Reserva version as well with Jezza. On, on that vertical, horizontal, aligned tasting that we did. And then we've done some things that I can only categorise as not beer. So we did three ciders. Is that the only three we've done? Yep. Okay. And so that's, sorry, that's the only three ciders ever. Ever, ever featured. All appeared on one night. Yes. And then we've done one mead as, as well, which going back to what Mark was saying, was one of the shows that we did at Hot Ferns and Black. We did a we did a Gosnell's mead. I was going to say it must have been Gosnell's. Then. Yeah, yeah. What about the uh, Negroni? Oh, I didn't count those. I didn't count those things that Ruth did with us because they're non beer. Yeah, they're non they're, they're non beer, and there's and there's countless others that have claimed to be beer that very much haven't been over over the years. Possibly. <laughs> what about, as, as, and, we, as well. and, we, and we did cocktails. We did do. I forgot oh, the cocktail. Oh, they did have beer in them. Shit, I'm shit at this stat, aren't I? <laughs> Maybe I should write this entire one again. <laughs> But anyway, even so, that's that, that's number five in the top ten. That's one thousand one hundred and two beers on on a podcast in ten years. That's a lot of beers. That is a lot of beers. Because if you said earlier we did four hundred and three shows, that's how many beers you say it was in total? Oh, I don't know maths. No, but it's gonna be it's roughly two and a half beers. Yes, per show minimum. Yeah, and you and Mark started off by just doing one beer per show. Yeah, mate, you and I. I've had shows where we've done six, seven, eight beers. <laughs> this being one of them. This is one no, of them. No, and um, I have just poured, people may have heard the Sonic Screwdriver bottle over in the background. So it is a bottle, the Optimum 2022 from Sierra Nevada, who barely me mentioned at all. Now, you've not um, you've not had this, have no, you? No, I've been waiting for this show to try it. Okay. Can well, I have some now? Yes. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers. mate. Cheers. How is that 11%? It's so easy, isn't it? But it has got, and I think uh, Russ from Amity would definitely appreciate this, it's got that cleanness to it still, hasn't it? Yeah. And it is, unmis- I, I think, unmistakably a Sierra Nevada beer. It all oh, comes wow. through. Yeah. I mean, it's a triple IPA, 2022, so it's a fairly fresh one. We got it from the Sierra Nevada shop. And I don't know how it will age. Most triple IPAs start to take on almost a barley wine type of characteristic, don't they? But I don't think they're ever trying to get you to age these, are they? Well, I had this fairly fresh when when we first ordered it. And I've, I've got to say, it hasn't really changed much in, in, in the few weeks between then and now. That is, it's way, it is, it's too easy to drink. Far too easy. 11%. We should um, we should probably get our next guests in while they can still talk to us. While they can still talk to us, yeah. 
So now we welcome our next callers. Who are you and what are you drinking? Well, all right. I'm Rasco of the Rasco and Disco Beer Review, and I am drinking uh, Brew by Numbers, number 11, Session IPA, um, in my um, Ealing Beer Festival glass, which I went to for two days. For two days? For two days. Okay. Welcome back. Yeah. Thank welcome you. back. How's your liver? <laughs> Not talking to me. <laughs> and uh, I am Paul from uh, Paul's Beer Reviews on uh, YouTube, and I am drinking uh, Jaipur. There you go. Hey. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You got it. You got it. You got a groan from us for that. Yeah. So you have got 10 minutes to chat to us about your favorite moments of the podcast and to ask us any questions. And the timer is starting now. Well, hang on. Let's stop the clock here because I want to ask Paul, why is he drinking the Jaipur? He's not the biggest fan of it, but hey, fair special occasion. Yeah, Fair enough. Uh, well, well, now I want to ask Paul why he's not such a fan of Jaipur. <laughs> no, I've, I've, had, I've had Jaipur in every single form you can get it. Bottled, can, cast, keg. And I've always just thought it's okay. But because it's been so flipping hot this week, I've managed to stock up on the cans. I've got it ice cold and it's absolutely banging. So I think I've been changed. I think I've been turned around. Mm. Well, that, that, that's good because you were about to get kicked out <laughs> and we were just going to talk to Rasko for 10 minutes. <laughs> Totally understandable. Yeah. But at the Ealing Beer Festival, um, they had Jaipur double DH, whatever it is. And it was, it's like everything turned up to 12. And it was just f- fantastic. I mean, I've never liked it the couple of times I've had it. I've got, I've got to admit, but that's, uh, okay. we're not here to discuss our views of the iterations of Jaipur. Of, of, of Jaipur. Um, yes, it's, it's, it's over to you guys. You've, you, your time's running out. So <laughs> talk to us. Go on, Well, for fellas, look, what, what drives you to do this? Well, because you've literally have got the best podcast going, um, beer-wise. And Thank you. What, what drives you as beer enthusiasts and just people to just have such a great structured programme? Because to tell a secret, when I started the Rasco and Disco Beer Review, I did a bit of research out there, and the first thing that came up was you. I mean, not um, Simon from Real Out Craft, not Hopscene, not the Craft Beer Channel. It was you guys. So what drives you? It's amazing what paid advertising can do on Google. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, we've, we've, never, we've never done that. That's um, completely organic that, that, that we appear that, that far up. Uh, mine, I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear your views on that one, actually. I mean, one of the things when um, Steve, Steve and Mark got divorced... And um, he invited me to be his new Stop partner. Stop using that word, please. <laughs> um, was I obviously didn't know how the structure of the show was, just as a listener. You, you, and, and nor should you, as a listener, know what the structure of the show is like. It should be fairly seamless. Um, but once we started talking about it, I'm my day job requires me to be pretty well organised, and it's a bit of a natural side of me. So the fact that Steve wanted to have a structure of the show segments, not necessarily a script, but notes um, to keep us on track, because it's it's very easy to go off track, even with notes. You'll know that yourselves with, with your own discussions, your own output. That, and also with the best one in the world, you can do as much prep as you like. If you haven't got something to hand, it will just go. And I think that what we've always tried to do, and I think uh, Steve Jobs put it really well, you know, if you fail to prepare, prepare to fail. So I think it's really important to be prepared, but again, 
Steve Jobs used to walk out on the stage and everyone said, oh, this is so natural. He spent, he spent lots of time rehearsing those presentations for the new Apple release. He didn't just rock up and make it up the top of his head. No way. And we do make up stuff on the top of our heads at times. Don't get me wrong. But there is still a structure to what we do. And that's the reason why, um, the main reason why we do it is just the love. Yeah. We enjoy it. Yeah. And I think if you don't enjoy it, that will soon come across to other people. Mm. Absolutely. Are you really comparing yourself to Steve Jobs? <laughs> no it, because Steve Jobs is dead and you know I, I'm no lover I'm no lover of Apple but you can't fail to no, you no. can't fail to admire how that guy used to prepare and look like it was all off the cuff yeah yeah no no I agree mm. I, I, I think I think to answer probably the second point um uh, again what why, why do I do this I, I think partly out of habit after after 10 years of doing it for me it's it, it, it's a part of me it's a part of who i am and what i do and it does make me wonder what i'm going to do with that spare time going going forward um how am i going to fill those those many hours of a week when when i would normally be doing doing stuff uh, around the, the podcast i don't know maybe go to the gym or something get, <laughs> maybe get a little bit healthy instead of <laughs> instead of drinking who who knows but but yeah i think it's um some of it's become habit and 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 some of it's become um yeah with there's there's no doubt in that we we have built a an amazing community around what we do and i've i've personally and i know martin has as well we've we've found a lot of new friends as a result of that and i'm looking forward to still continuing to spend time with those friends but without Maybe overthinking every single sip of every single beer. That would be quite nice. Yeah. Um, oh, great question, though. Thank you. Uh, what about you, Paul? Um, I was going to ask, obviously, you've spoken to a ton of breweries and, and people involved in those breweries over the years you've been doing the show. Was there any breweries that you hadn't had any beer from before you spoke to them and have gone on to become one of your go-to breweries? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? There's, there's been a... F- I'm not so sure about go-to, but there's certainly been a few where we were surprised in, in terms of we, we, we got the beers, we tried them, and we were like, oh, my God, that's, that's really good. I've, how, got, I've got one off the top, how, off the top of my head. How have we missed that? Go on, then. Cheshire Brewhouse. Who has, oh, who have okay, sad, yeah, yeah. Who, who Actually, sad, you say that, yeah. Shane has obviously sadly stopped and, you know, so grateful for the support Shane gave us and the beers he sent to us. But the first time we tried those beers, I left where we were recording that night and ordered another case on the way home before my train journey had finished because yeah. I was completely blown away. And it wasn't so much surprises that I'd never come across his beers because those beers don't get out far and wide. Shane has said that, but it's a really tough market. That's really something that he's had to work at. And, you know, it's come, it's come to the end of, end of that. And he's, I think as far as I can work out, spending his whole time fishing now and long may that continue. And playing guitar. And playing guitar. Yeah. And, you know, very good at both of them as far as I can work out as well. But yeah, Cheshire Brewhouse, definitely. It was like these 500 milliliter bottles turned up, uh, four four different styles. We tried them all. And I just ordered a case in the way home. It was like, these are properly good beers. And I, again, I would have loved to be able to try them in other formats other than just in bottles. And, you know, obviously over, over um, lockdown, we got to try them in cans. That's the one which springs to mind straight away for me. Oh, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna agree with that now you said that because I I can't um I really can't think of any others that I've I've gone to time and time again, uh, other than the Cheshire Brewers. Yes. Yeah, we we've we've ordered from them 
uh, you know, Govinda, fantastic. Beer. yeah. Gibraltar Porter. Amazing. Amazing yeah. beer. Um, and, he, and the last beer that we were very lucky that it sent through to us, Elements Breath. Stunning. His version of an ESB. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. Such a talented guy. And, you know, his, uh, his brother, Rich, who lives in Colchester, a very, very talented home brewer in his own right as well. So if you're listening, Rich, hi. Hope to see you again soon. And hope the competition went well recently as well. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Is, is there any shows or any guests um, that you did recordings with or yourselves you don't remember the end of it? <laughs> well, a few. There's definitely, there's, definitely a few, there's definitely a few shows where it's a bit... To coin a phrase, hazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think we've ever been that unprofessional with a guest. No. Although, actually, saying that, maybe when we did the recording with Men Behaving Badly, we fed them a 26% beer and then we took them out drinking after. Oh. Well, they, they definitely have hazy <laughs> memories of their <laughs> they, journey They've got back. hazy memories. I'm not... <laughs> Much mine less aren't sorry. the clearest, yeah. Um, I mean, definitely the, the cannibal run. Yes, Always. Because that was then when they had the four bit, we did four. Yeah. So they had the free releases because they brought in the hazy version as well. And we had the cannibal. Yeah. So we did all four. That was a bit hazy towards the end of that show. Just just a little bit, yeah. Definitely. And probably a little bit slurry, I reckon. I reckon one of our more slurry episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, that, that's a good one. But with guests, no, I, I can't recall a time either in person or via Zoom where it was that much alcohol that we I, I've gone a bit forgot for, forget forget there forgot eleven percent beer is working really well for, forgot for this. You, you know what we are the kings of mispronouncing things so why not continue this evening in the same vein chaps you've got a minute left Paul have you got another question you'd like to ask when you started out the podcast did you set out to get breweries involved or was it initially just we're going to drink a beer and shoot the breeze. And did, did it just kind of open up as it progressed? It was, we're going to drink a beer and talk about it. We yeah. we had never anticipated um, bringing breweries in. Um, we never knew back then that there was such a thing as asking breweries to send you a beer, to send you a sample. And I, I remember the first time we did it, and I remember quite clearly we emailed, or I emailed Thornbridge because I wanted to try what was called Wild Raven back then, uh, which is their black IPO, which I think is just called Raven now. Yeah. Or it was called Raven back then, and I think it's Wild Raven now. And it had just won a World Beer Award. So I, I sent them this massively long, glowing email saying, well, oh, we'd really like to try this beer and feature it on the show. And I got a two-line email back saying, yeah, of course, send us your address. And I, I do remember having a moment where I was like, if I'd known it was that easy, I would have been doing this for years. <laughs> but... That that wasn't the reason why we started it. We started it because it was Mark and I were, were two mates and we wanted to drink beer together and, 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 go, and go on a journey together. It was as simple as that. Perfect. Unfortunately, your time is up. I would have loved to have chatted to you so much more tonight, guys. Thank you for joining us for, for our final show. And I'm sure that we will see you both again um, at beer festivals and we'll be able to have a beer together and maybe not overthink it and Paul I know we owe you an appearance and Rasco actually we owe you yeah, both, both an appearance, an appearance. <laughs> on, on your shows get in touch with us and um, we will get it sorted the promise. divorce isn't quite finalised yet so we, we can still <laughs> appear together for, for a few weeks yet get get, get in touch and we're, we're happy to come on cheers oh, guys appreciate cheers. it thank, thank you very much thank you thanks so much to Rasco and Paul for joining us there before we move on to our next set of stats 
We've got a few messages what people have sent us as, as well because they couldn't manage to appear live with us, so they sent us a message. So here's a message from Stephen at the Points of Brew podcast. Hi, guys. Stephen from Points of Brew here. On behalf of myself and Aaron, we just want to wish you well for the future. Um, it's been a massive achievement. The fact that you guys reached 10 years this year, it's probably an achievement that no other podcast in the UK or beery podcast in the UK will achieve. So massive, massive congratulations on that front. But we're also saddened to hear that you guys are, are calling it a day as well. It's a, a bi-weekly listen for the both of us and it's a, a show that will be sorely missed by not just ourselves but many other people across the wonderful and lively community that you've built up over the past 10 years. Um, Stephen Martin, wish you the best of luck for whatever you do in the future, collectively and individually. Um, we hope in some way, shape or form that we'll see you again in the future, regardless of if it's a opinions reunion or some individual beery projects but hopefully we will see you very very soon um in some way shape or form but until we see you out and about if you're ever in leeds or up north the first round of drinks is definitely on us and we look forward to cracking a beer and sharing some thoughts in the future cheers thanks Stephen, for that our next entry in the top 10 of stats is number six and this is how many minutes of content <laughs> How long did you spend doing this one? Hours. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Do you have a spreadsheet of how much time you spent doing no, it? No, it's all scribbled in the back of a notebook. Right. Okay. Go on then. So we have published 26,484-ish minutes of content. The ish is in there because I don't know how many minutes of content this podcast is tonight. Oh, okay. So, so that's round up, which equates to... 44, no, 441 hours or 18 and a half days of your life <laughs> listening to us talking about beer. 18 and a half days. Yeah, that's a lot of talking about beer. That is a lot of talking about I beer. I feel for anybody that has listened to every one of those minutes. When you say 18 and a half days, that's actually, you're talking 24 hours there, aren't you? That, that's constantly. So if you split that up into, say, waking hours. Work, let's say working hours. It's going to be a couple of months. Eight hours a day, easily, yeah. So it's a good luck to anybody if they're going back to the start to, to, to do this again. Yeah, because if they actually want to do it front to back, back to front, it's 18 and a half days if you're going to listen to it constantly. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Good, good, good <laughs> For luck. For lots of reasons. Good, good luck to that. <laughs> Let's bring in our next next guests this evening. Welcome to our next callers. Who are you and what are you drinking? Hi, I'm Danny, um, long friend of the Beer O'Clock Show. And I'm afraid to say I'm actually drinking a soft drink at the moment. I'm so sorry, but I have got an Undisputed Era in the fridge for later to toast you it's just i've got duties to perform which require sobriety um until later on that's understandable i'm glad you're ready to represent later on danny lovely to have you back on um for listeners that that don't remember you um you're probably best known for the some of the most tranquil interviews ever heard on a <laughs> podcast when when you went to the, the the monastery to talk to father eric and the monks about tim meadow who else have we got with us right now uh, you've got me, Paul. Can I get a Pete? And I am drinking the last bottle I have of Blunt Chisel's sheep beer. There's uh, Nelson Sauvignon Hopped Pale Ale, the brewery 
perhaps fittingly as well, is wrapping up shop as well after a few years. So I figured this was the perfect beer to go out on was a brewery also, you know, hanging up their their shoes. Okay, folks, well, you have got 10 minutes. Your timer is starting now. It's your opportunity to chat to us about some of your favourite memories of the podcast and also to ask us any questions. So let's go with Danny. Um, okay. Put you on the spot first. Have a talk to us. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I'm really sorry, Martin, to bang on about this, but obviously... Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake, Danny. <laughs> I didn't even pour up to this. I absolutely didn't. <laughs> Obviously, my favourite memory has to be that trip to, to Bakewell. It was incredible. And it's not just incredible. The trip wasn't just incredible. It was the way it came around. And it was your generosity, Steve. Well, well piggybacking off the generosity of Thornbridge, to be fair. But there I was, twittering away, um, just interacting with you. And... I can't exactly remember what I said, but I think it was just along the lines of, oh, man, I wish I could come. And you said, why don't you? And I thought, is he being serious? And then we the end for a while. And I ended up piggybacking on yours and Miles's lovely trip to um, Bakewell. And it was just one of the most wonderful things ever. Not just because of the exclusive tour we had around the Thornbridge Brewery, but meeting you and Miles. Um, and I'm not going to bang on about that pint, which, by the way, was incredible. Um, <laughs> but I just remember, do you remember, Steve, when we walked into that room um, for the tasting, the room that was lined with all those barrels, and they'd set out that table for us, for us to record on with all the bottles laid out all perfectly. And I think there was a little bottle of flowers on the table and everything. And it was just in our special red high-vis jackets. And it was just it was just magical and we were made to feel so so special that day um and it was just from top to tail it was wonderful it was brilliant um and it's not that's not just one of my best memories of the beer o'clock show it's one of my best memories stop that's it it was brilliant (laughs) (laughs) it's never quite got over that part it's a a proverbial top of the toothpaste moment <laughs> yeah yeah uh, no it was a wonderful experience Danny and it was great that you could join us for for, for that and yeah yeah everything about the day uh, that we had at Thornbridge and then the evening I think we went to the Buxton Tap House in Buxton Town Centre it was it was just absolutely fantastic yeah a, a great experience and, and yeah of course that point I'm going to keep talking about it. <laughs> now, now, now it's been brought up. I'm, I'm going to keep talking about it. Um, Paul, what, what, what about you? Got a couple of, in the bank. The And I can't remember what you called it. But do you remember when we did a massive taste on YouTube of Camden IHL? This is long before Martin got involved. But... I, I, I did watch it, though. Oh, more's the pity on that one. It was called the live lock-in, mate. That was a that was a, the brainchild of well, it was it was my idea that I dragged Mark along on on the ride for. There's that, and also the IMBC that we did as well. We, me and me, you, the Irish beer snobs, Martin. I did a completely opposite session to you guys and Martin, unfortunately. But not just the fact that we were all just drinking lovely beers together, but the Irish beer snobs choosing to choosing a pint with their breakfast at nine in the morning when all of us were hungover was quite impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps for the wrong reasons, but <laughs> I was still 
very much impressed. We were just like, me, me and you, Steve, just sitting there suffering, staring at our fr fried English breakfast, and here's them going, yeah, absolutely, yeah, we'll have a half pint as well with this. They are an absolute pair of machines. They, they, they really are. Um, I, I don't know how people drink with them. I, I really don't. But yeah, great experience. I mean, any, any visit to, to, to Indie Man is, 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 a, is a great time, right? But when, when, when you're, you're there with a group of friends, it's what makes it even more special. Because mm -hmm. we both raced for the same Magic Rock beer, and you Always. got the first check-in on. You got the first check-in of this beer that they were launching then. If you remember that one, yeah, back back in the days when I was a huge Mag Magic Rock fan. <laughs> mm, absolutely, <laughs> not not so much these days, <laughs> unfortunately. Mm. And any anything else you'd you'd like to talk to us about, or any questions that that, that you'd like to, to to ask of us? I'll let Danny go on the question one then first. Okay, um, question. Um, hopefully this will appeal to your slight, slightly geeky side as well. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, you have the DeLorean. It only has oh, enough juice in it for one return journey. You can either go forwards or you can go backwards in time. Which direction do you choose? And this is to a beery time for a beery adventure. Which, which direction do you choose? And how far do you choose to go forward or back? And why? Wow. That's a thinker. God, I'd go back. I would go back as, as, as well. Are we both allowed to go back? Or does that yeah, Of course you do whatever you want, but I need to know why <laughs> and how where far to. Would we go? I would probably go back to circa 2013, 14, 15, when I first discovered Cannonball. And ah. I would uh, just bathe in original cannonball over and over and over again. Sorry, listeners, for that <laughs> picture you now have in your head. I hope you're not listening to this before bedtime. Um, I would go back to uh, when what, what these Red Barrel came out to find out if it really wow. was shit, as everyone says. <laughs> can can I change my one? I'd, I'd so like, going... I, I want to go back to that pint again. Oh. <laughs> You had one return trip. Okay, you okay. used it. No, I know, I know. No, no, I'm quite, I, 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 I mean, Martin, that's a, that's a bold choice because you're going back to something potentially really shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to know if it's all true. Okay. I think I think that's a potentially a waste of one point twenty one gigawatts. But it's up to you. <laughs> I, I'm going to spin this one round, Danny. What way are you going, and where are you going? Oh hell! You hadn't thought about that, had you? No. That's rude. Um, <laughs> um, do you know what? I might go forwards out of curiosity. Um, I don't know what I'd hope to find, but I would like to find a world where there aren't 10 billion New England IPAs. That's why I didn't want to go forward, in case there was. <laughs> Either that or the world is fucking covered in mild. <laughs> and that's all there is. Every bar, mild, every town, sours, and so New England IPAs. Mild. Anyway, so give Paul a chance to 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 leap in here, please, Paul. <laughs> do you have a question for us? I do, and surprisingly, mine is also time travel related as well. And it almost how listeners it, know us. It almost breaks down into two questions. Um, firstly, if you if you went back in time. And you bumped into yourselves at the beginning of Hopinions and Beer Clock Show. Would 
Steve and Martin believe what you both achieved in, over the years. And the second question is, if you had to go back and do it all again, what would you do differently? Ooh. Oh. Do you want to take one each? Do you want to take yeah. the first one as you've gone longest, or do you want me to? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the first one. Uh, no, I, I don't think that I would believe myself if I said that this is what you achieve in 10 years' time. When, when Mark and I started this, it was a bit of fun. It was uh, something we did, and for many weeks and months, we thought that nobody was listening. We thought no one was out there, that we were just talking into a microphone. It was just us. And then all of a sudden people started engaging and the conversations started and the conversations grew and we met people and the community grew. And then, you know, Mark moved on and Martin stepped in and we continued to grow. And I, I, I look back and I, I, I think if, if someone had said to me 10 years ago, um, this is what you will achieve. One one day, you guys will, will will sit in a room and you'll talk to the guy that essentially invented craft beer in in America. You'll get to talk to him why he's having coffee in his, in his kitchen. <laughs> I, I would have laughed. I, I would have said no, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. Um, so so yeah, no, uh, yeah. If I went back ten years ago, I, I would never have, have thought this is where we would have got to. And the answer is the second part. I don't think there is anything we'd want to do differently. One of the initial decisions we took was to have it in person, which we pretty much covered off all the time until the pandemic hit. Um, and that was quite important to us as well because Steve and Mark were used to doing it over Skype and their in-person times were really quite rare. They're like away days, weren't they? Or live shows. And because we live closer to each other, we said, let's do it in person. And actually, I think that's what's really helped us is for 2016 until March 2020, every show was in person. Every recording we were both there for. And I think that's what's built up the camaraderie, how we got to know each other, and how we also interacted with other people on the show. I think without that, I'm not sure once we transitioned to doing it in this method of Zoom, it would have worked quite so well. So I'm, I wouldn't change anything. And I think that things happen for a reason. The organic growth happens organically. And it worked really well. Our, my knowledge went up because I had to focus on it. So, yeah, I if I went forensically, I'd probably go, yeah, I wish I'd said that or changed that or we hadn't quite done it that way. But generally, I wouldn't change a bit. We're going to have to stop there, folks. I'm really sorry. Oh, damn it, I wanted to say something gushy. Go on then. <laughs> go on then, Danny. <laughs> Come on, we need some tears tonight. Do it. No, the, the, the one thing I just I just wanted to say, because they, I know a lot of people will be saying about the community that you've brought together and all the friends that we've met because of you guys. I mean, I've met you and several other people online and in person. It's all been great. But I think what is important to say is that there will be a bunch of people out there who for one reason or another, don't feel like they can interact. Um, maybe they're, they're shy, they have, um, they're maybe a little bit awkward socially, um, they may have problems in their lives, they just, they, but they listen to you and you provide that anchor in their lives, that little bit of something to look forward to every week that um, gives them, I don't, for want of a better word, happy stability or uh, stable happiness just something that you can 
it's like going to the pub, basically. Like you were saying, you two in person, you have a, it's like chatting with friends and being in that environment with somebody when you're listening to them, it gives you something to look forward to every week. And I think that you've given that to a lot of people, but you may not realise are out there aside from the people that you know and who interact on a weekly basis. So I think it's important that you realise that as well. It's not just about the people who have met in person, but the people who may be having a tough time, who aren't ready to interact, but who have this increasingly epic podcast to listen to every week where they can have that two hours where they feel like they're with friends discussing something that they love and want to learn a bit more about and just have a bit of a laugh that takes them out of their lives for a little bit and you've done that brilliantly for 10 years thank you thank you and on that we are going to have to stop thank you both for for, for joining us and we'll see you both (laughs) lovely words there from danny and paul yeah very nice actually and genuinely mate i didn't set danny up to talk about that point Stop talking about that pint. No, no, I'm not going to. Should we do some more stats? Yes. Okay, so number six in... No, so number seven in the top ten of stats is how many guests have we featured and who's been on the most? So when you say how many... So how many unique guests? Yes. If we're talking untapped. Well, well, okay. Well, yeah, unique Mm. guests. Yeah. 184. Okay. Guests. In terms of who's been on the most... All time, so in the entire 10 years, Justin Mason, that Still. random bloke off of Twitter, Still. has been on 10 times. So one, once a year? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, second place, Janice, has been on eight times. And then third place, Wayne, has been on seven times. How's Janice been on eight? There was a season in the Beer O'Clock show where Janice appeared without Wayne. I didn't think that was possible. No, she did. She did so. That's that's what put her in second place. Didn't they create a black hole or something? Maybe, yeah. But wow, I, I know. Um, in terms of opinions, we don't have a clear winner, but there are three people that have been on four times. Go on, Ruth, Matt, and Rich. Okay, if I'd thought about it, I probably could have got yeah. two, maybe. Three and, and that also includes tonight, Rich's appearance tonight as, as well. So before he starts getting excited and say, "Well, no, I've had another one." No, no, Rich, I've already pre-included. To, tonight factored it in, I've, I've, I've factored it in we've got another beer <laughs> yeah why are we having this um so stone self-righteous black ipa sorry sublimely sublimely self-righteous black ipa and would you believe it stone have sold up i know i am um, did you think that would happen i never thought that would happen if we talk about 10-year beer journey yeah did you see that happening no not not at all um I wanted to include this beer because we did it back on the Beer O'Clock Show on episode 53, I think it was. It was a show where Mark and I were talking about the Crimbo Crawl that we had just done. We had a 660ml bomber each of this. Um, And we didn't overly love it, but I think it was quite early on in, in our beer journey. Although I did talk about, at the same time... Adnams had brewed a version of this with Stone for a pub that we shall not mention beer festival remember when they used yeah, to do those yeah. international brews and i had it on cask and i absolutely loved it this was retired as a beer by stone recently bought back by public vote so this was only bought back and rebrewed this year so when i saw it in a bottle shop 
I was like, I absolutely have to buy that and, and, and put it on, on the final show. Because also it's a black IPA. I think we just go for it because it looks fucking wonderful. Okay, class. cheers. Right, cheers. I don't know what I ever didn't like about that. Are you, I mean, again, I suppose that's a hindsight thing. Yeah. Do you reckon it's just that it confused you? It absolutely confused me, yeah. Black IPA, it's, those things don't go together. It's, it's, it's an India Pale Ale and you've made it dark. I'm getting yeah. hops, but I'm also getting maybe a, a bit of coffee or a bit of chocolate. And all those things melded together in one. Yeah, it's one of those styles which over the last five or six years, especially, you've been part of that Andy Parker campaign to bring Bipper back. I know. And yet, and here it is. early on in your journey, it was like, I don't really get it. That's exactly what I want from a black IPA now. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we've included this yeah. to, tonight. Let's get on the next guests. Welcome to our next callers. Who are you and what are you drinking? Well, Rich is too slow, so I'll go first. I am Sean, Uncrulier, or however the hell you like to pronounce it, guys. And I am drinking, obviously, Undisputed Era. Isn't everybody tonight? <laughs> well, that, they should be. But <laughs> some people are saving it and some people just simply aren't. So, and our other guest at this point, still playing yeah, I'm just sorting out my earbuds. It's uh, Richard, uh, Richard Taylor 1608, or Rich from the Vic, or uh, just recently known as Hashtag Play Rich. Uh, and I'm currently, yeah. uh, currently drinking not Undisputed Era. I've gone for a Pliny the Elder. As it, what? Uh, as it sort of... what a twat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. You've come on our last show. And you're drinking Pliny the Elder. Elder. <laughs> well, I, I did have an undisputed era before this, but I finished that too quickly. I think we should get rid of Rich. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? On Honestly, seriously. Right, we're starting your 10 minutes. Your, your 10 minutes are starting now. Rich, you've no time. How are you doing, Sean? <laughs> well, I'm doing very well, Steve, and it's lovely to be here. I've hot-footed it from my leaving do from work to your leaving do from podcasting, though it's definitely a night of leaving do's, um, and both of them are very sad events. Um, but we'll make the most of them and have fun. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do just that. As I say, we're into your 10 minutes now. You, you've got some time to chat to us about some of your favourite memories about the podcast or ask us any questions or, or, or just have a chat to us. So, Sean, seeing as you're already talking and we just don't want to talk to Rich right now, ca carry on. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh dear. I, so many favourite memories. And, and I thought, you know, like, yeah, probably a lot of people come out with the same ones. So I thought, what can I say is my favourite memory that's different? And I decided my favourite memory is the first time I listened to the show, um, which was purely and simply because my good friend Ruth was a guest on the show. And but it's my favourite memory because it got me into this community that that you've built, guys, which is fantastic. And um, I, it's just been like I, I felt like a total outsider at the, at the start, and like gradually have come to be part of this community. And it's just been such a wonderful thing, especially over the last couple of years, for personal reasons as well as all the shit everyone else has dealt with. But it's been brilliant to be part of this community you've built, guys. So thank you so much for building it. Thank you, yeah, Sean. Thanks, Sean. It's uh, very nice of you to say so. 
it's it's something we're hearing a lot tonight, yeah. is, is, isn't it? But it's, everybody seems to have a slightly different take on it yeah, and, and a very personal take on it as, as, as well. Mm. We should probably let him talk now, shouldn't we? Do we have to? <laughs> as, as, <laughs> as, long as, as long as he's still not drinking that beer. Yeah. Go on no, then. I'm not drinking that. No. Come on, Andrew. Um, yeah, I suppose talking of favourite moments, I, I, I might go against the grain as everyone's going to sort of say how much about the show. But for me, I think the favourite that I've had was uh, the two summer sessions that I went on uh, or one was a Crimbo crew I think Birmingham and Manchester um, purely because I got to meet the people that I sort of talked to via Twitter on a weekly or fortnightly basis and actually put a, a face to the name you know and, and from that we've we've continued friendships and uh, you know meeting up in other places so uh, I think the, my favourite bit about the Beer O'Clock Show and opinions is the fact that you've you facilitated the fact that so many people have made new friends over the, the last however many years. And although you guys are finishing, I think a lot of these friendships will continue for many years. I mean, Martin, me and you will be friends for a long time. Yep. Steve, I'm not too sure. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> It's a love-hate thing, Rich. It is a love-hate thing, and uh, I'm really not enjoying his earbuds today because they keep falling out. Um, But, yeah, for me, it it was the the more personal touch that that you guys do, and you got us all together, and from that we can, you know, friendships can flourish. I really appreciate that. And, I mean, firstly, I I echo that. I think I've said it before, and I will probably say it again long before tonight's out. But equally... I sincerely hope and expect that all those friendships will continue anyway. They may have started through what we did and the pod and the calls that we organised, but I think everyone has found these other subjects that they're interested in. The beer is maybe the glue, maybe the centre yeah, of definitely. it. The subjects, the subjects. Sometimes we get all to get involved in chatting about so far removed from that core subject, it doesn't really matter anymore. So I really hope that those things continue. Do you know what? I really think they will. Mm. I think they will too, definitely. I, I hope so. If there's if, if there's one thing that we leave behind us behind us as a legacy, It'd it's it's those friendships yeah. that have, have been created as a result. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's say, been, sorry, there's Sean. Been, there's, there's been meetups that have happened out of um, you know, like apart from Somerset, Crimbo Crawl, whatever. Like the Sunday club that you started off in the first lockdown, Steve, that spawned its own meetups and there's plans ahead for, for future meetups. So those friendships are definitely absolutely there as a result of what you've done. Yeah, I think I, think, I do actually genuinely think that it's going to be the the legacy of the 10 o'clock, 10, 10 o'clock, the 10, 10 years. Show. 10 o'clock show. 10 o'clock yeah. show. Maybe that's another... Another title one day. Make a note of that. <laughs> um, so I, th- I think that's definitely the one. If, if, if there's only one thing I want to last, it would be that. But um, obviously we are now halfway through the time, mainly because, you know, Rich keeps dropping his earbuds. So, um, <laughs> and, and drinking Pliny the Elder. And drinking Pliny the Elder. Uh, <laughs> but I will let Rich, what about any questions for us? I have got a couple of questions. Um, I did have one, but I scrapped it because I thought it'd be a bit too controversial. But... I think this has been asked before. The, Rich, the answer to that question you scrapped is always sparkler. So <laughs> always sparkler, yeah. Um, if, if there was a film made about the Beer O'Clock show, who would you want to play yourselves? 
Oh. <laughs> I could just I could just go for the obvious. Go on. Well, it could be you could do like the uh, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, so we could go that way. What Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans? Yes. Yeah. Not, I'm not sure we pull either of those. Are we? <laughs> Hang on, let me rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I have them. I'm not sure I have them. Oh dear. <laughs> oh no. Has it been a long evening? Yeah. Um, who would I want to play me? Oh wow, that's a question, isn't it? In which case, then I would go um, uh, Michael Sheen for me. Yeah, I think cool. he's, re- he's really good at portraying real life characters. So he's done Brian Clough, he's done David Frost, he's also appeared in Doctor Who, and he's good friends with David Tennant. So I would go Michael Sheen for me. I love Michael Sheen. I don't know who Michael Sheen is. I'm just really trying to look him up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't even picture him. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm still really struggling. Why don't you think about it while Sean asks? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me have a think about. Rich, I will answer that before your ten minutes is up, mate. Okay. Well, my my question that I really really want Steve to answer is what what is the best dark mild you've drunk on the show? Because <laughs> because one of them was your one of your top ten beers of the year a couple of years ago. This is just product placement right now. <laughs> um, Sean, you know damn well that it's one of the beers that you sent to us to, 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 to drink. Uh, I don't like mild beer at all. Um, but apparently before I became that person, there was one that I really enjoyed, which was the, 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 the one that you produced. And if, if memory serves me correctly, did, did you base yours on the original Sarah Hughes recipe? Yeah, that one was a clone, definitely. Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, so, so, yeah. so maybe, maybe I like original, you know, like pre boxcar <laughs> reinventing <laughs> the mild. Sorry. Maybe <laughs> I like original mild, you like, know? Is, is there such a thing as pre boxcar mild? Didn't they invent it? I, I don't I don't think there is. No, I think I think they they invented it. They they were the inventors of it. I've 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 realized I've I've got my actor as, go on, as well now. Go on. Sean Bean. Oh, Sean Bean. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that means you're not going to see it out of the yeah, first season. I was going to say <laughs> because, because I'm Northern myself, <laughs> I can I can I can associate with Sean Bean. Bastard. Bastard. You're, you're, are you are you oh. uh, channing your inner sharp? I, I am. Yeah, <laughs> I am one hundred percent. Sean Bean in sharp. That's that, that's who I want to play me. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, Steve, I was thinking more Danny DeVito, but I mean, really, who invited in to, to, to be on? Right, you two are into your last minute. If you've got any final words, and, and you genuinely are, there's the clock. If you've got any last words, now's the time. Oh, dear. Only the most massive thank you, and uh, whatever you do next, guys. Yeah, look forward to seeing it and staying in touch. Cheers. Cheers. Thank, thank you so thank much, you, Sean. Sean. It's been it's it's been a pleasure to go on your journey a little bit with you as well, and, and and to meet you as a result of 
this thing and massive thanks to Ruth as, as well for introducing you to us and yeah. ultimately us to each other. So, so, so yeah. thanks for that. Twat face. <laughs> no, I'm done. That's it. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Rich, I, I will just say publicly right now, we're really, really grateful uh, for you hosting our farewell party at the Vic in, in, in a couple of weeks. Um, we are really looking forward to coming down that evening. And also thanks to um, doing the Red Danson launch, all the shows you did with us, putting up with our constant shit and basically <laughs> being our, the... Our shit. No, no, it's all right, Martin, I understand, mate. Thanks, I understand. And, and being <laughs> the spiritual home of the Beer O'Clock Show. Thank you both so much for coming on. We will see you both very soon for a beer. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, guys. Cheers. See you soon. Thanks to Rich and Sean for joining us there. Before we move on to our next set of stats, here's another message from a great friend of the show, Lee from Brew York. Hello, Stephen Martin. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to join you live last Friday as we were launching our new tap room at our production site and we also had our YouTube evening for our subscribers. So I thought I would send you this voice note in instead to thank you for all the excellent years of entertainment. Uh, it has absolutely ticked all the boxes. You see what I did there, Steve? Um, so, yeah, it's been a thrill to kind of follow you over the years. So I think I started listening maybe six years ago, similar sort of time to, I believe, when Martin joined... Um, and it's been yeah, a privilege to kind of have my journey kind of coincide with yours as I've gone from being a home brewer into a commercial brewer. Um, and then we had the thrill of being able to brew together last year when we created Red Dancing. And I know you guys loved that moment, but trust me, that was every, much, every bit as much a, a thrill for me to be able to do that with you guys. Um, so I am probably... As gutted as anyone that the show is coming to an end. For me, I think you you just kind of got into your groove, uh, which is a funny thing to say after a total of 10 years. Uh, but, I mean, Ken Grossman naturally was a peak. To be able to get someone of that kind of magnitude to, to interview was incredible, and you did an amazing job with it. Um, and I suppose, like any great rock band, it's, it's great that you're going to go out at the top rather than playing to working men's clubs um so it's a shame to see you guys go uh, but i just wanted to uh, once again thank you for all of the entertainment all of the knowledge all of the passion over the years uh, and martin i wish you all the best for your running ambition and steve i know you're not going to let me down i know or at least i hope that you're going to be back uh, with something soon so enjoy however long your sabbatical is uh, and i look forward to hearing whatever the new plans are peace out Oots. Cheers. Thanks to Lee for that. Really appreciate those kind words. Next on the top 10 of stats is number eight. And this is how many polls have we run and how many responses have we had? And also, what were the top three polls? Any ideas on that one, mate? I'm not going to make you actually guess, but... Well, Beaver Town's going to be up there still in the top three. The Beaver Town Heineken one, surely. Okay. It's not. No? It dropped out recently. So our top three polls... Were so the number one poll was the preferred size of pre packaged beer, which we ran in July 2019, which had 1,305 votes. Number two, are you a fan of cashless pubs, bars, or tap rooms? 1,214 votes from November 2018. And number three, do you take glasses back to the bar when you're finished, Martin? Apparently not. <laughs> 1,189 back in April 22, so the most recent one. In total, we've done 330 polls over the last, and it's not been the last 10 years because we only started doing the polls just before you came yeah. on board. 
But in that time, we've had 129,344 responses, which is an average of 392 votes per poll. I think that's pretty good. That's 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 pretty good. Because those two of those polls, uh, cans and cashless, were pre-pandemic. They were, yeah. Because they would have been so relevant. And they were also polls that we had done previously. So they've been polls that have been repeated and had also had very popular responses as well. And times have changed even since then. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed with that. It's a, and again, thank you ever so much for all that engagement. Absolutely, yeah, because that's that's made that's made the half, show half of the, yeah. half of the shows. Yeah, let's bring in our next guest this evening. Welcome to our next caller. Who are you, and what are you drinking? <laughs> so I'm Andrew from Rhythm and Bruce. Unfortunately, Luke couldn't be here tonight. So you just get me on my own. And oh, as, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, he sends his love, of course. I'm sure he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, as for what I'm drinking, you get to choose what I'm drinking. Oh, oh, okay. Ooh, what, have, what have you got on offer then? So have beer you got number horrible be, sour thing that you made us drink. Beer one? number one is Arbor's My Little Sabroni, the Sabro Pale Ale. We don't have to drink. I know, beer. but I we almost can feel make like someone else drinks several beer. Well, obviously, I've picked stuff I want to drink. So, beer number two is Simple Things Fermentations Rauch beer that they he's, did with Thornbridge. You pick things we don't like. <laughs> I think you particularly <laughs> pick things that I don't like. Yeah. Beer number four, Camden's Beer 2021. That. That. Drink that. That. And beer number I four. Have beer you number four. No, I don't think so. Both barrels, Adnams. Mm. No, Camden. Ooh. Camden? Camden, Camden, both barrels blend. No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Right. Just because he's on his own. No need to kill the guy. <laughs> I, 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 I know. Andrew, thank you for joining us tonight. It is, it is really, truly a shame that Luke couldn't join as well. Because I know, I know. It really We've is. had some amazing times with, with, with you guys uh, over the last years, and it would have been great to have done this last little collaborative thing, thing together. I agree. I mean, I was counting them up. So I, th- I think, if I'm right, we've recorded on one or other of our podcasts four times, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and yeah. They've, all, they've all been enormous fun as well. They have been absolutely amazing. I've re- so, because, I mean, if you were going to ask me for my moments and highlights, I'm assuming I'm not allowed to pick the ones that were just me and Luke recording with you two. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, absolutely, you can pick, you can yeah. pick those. Um, <laughs> I, personally, I'd prefer you not to pick the occasion where I fucked off. Because... <laughs> I, I, Whereas I definitely won. <laughs> In fact, there was a little uh, uh, a video post on Twitter the other day from Five Points, and they went to that pub. Which pub? What's the pub which Steve disappeared from? Well, remember? you never made it to the... Well, you did come to the Pride of Spitalfields. I think yes. you were there for 30 seconds. You went outside and poof, like that. And, and disappeared. Soze, <laughs> yeah. and like that. It One was of the famous disappearing acts. And they did this, this little uh, video where people stand outside in the hot weather and stuff. And I thought... Oh, Steve, you would love this pub. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it I'm happens. quite happy for it to be mentioned every now yeah, and again. Yeah. So, first of all, what is the Camden Beer 2021 like? Very nice. It's very, it's very, I'm not sure you're allowed to describe something that got barrel aged on the label as basically it tastes barrel aged, but it tastes barrel aged. <laughs> it's woody, it's oaky, it's got a dryness to it. It's, it's slightly sweet, slightly sweet. I don't know. It's, it's, it tastes boozy though. You can, you can tell it's, what is it? It's 11%, 10 and 10%. Yeah, I, I seem to recall them. As much as I enjoy those ones, they don't hide the booze. 
No, they. I, I think they do early on, but if you age them, the booze becomes yeah, more. Yeah, it definitely gets boozy. Predominant. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like. Oddly enough, I quite like. You don't see many people doing them, but an aged lager, I quite like. I quite like the yeah. sort of wooden oakiness coming into a lager. I think it's really good. Yeah, I, I, that'll I, only work with high ABV, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, you, know, you can't just. You're not going to suddenly barrel age a five percent macro and it'll get any better. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody no. wants to be trying that. What, what I tend to find with particularly what Camden have done as well, their barrel-aged lagers, why they've got some whiny characteristics to them as well, oh, yeah. the, the, the underlying yep. body of them does seem to lend itself more towards like a Belgian triple in, in yep. terms of the sweetness and, yep. And, yep. And, and the mouthfeel. The, mouth, the mouthfeel definitely still has that. And I think that's where the lager, the lager base yeah. works well as well, because it still has that kind of a spritzy quality to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Almost um, champagne-like, I suppose. I think that's a really good description of likening it to a triple. I think that's really good. See, damn, we are good at what we do. <laughs> <laughs> who knew? Who, who knew? It took 10 years. Ten, 10 years to get to this point. Um, have you got any questions you, you, you'd like to ask us, questions. mate? Well, I mean, I... So or has Luke given you a load of shit that he just wants to throw at <laughs> <laughs> No, I had... So, I was trying to come up with a question. I thought, well... Here I am at this stage in the evening. People would have asked maybe the obvious questions. So I have to come up with some unobvious questions. So the first one is, so it's it, 10 years. If you, if you were burying a time capsule tomorrow and it's going to be dug up in, say, 50 or 100 years, you're allowed to put four items in it that represent what you think people will want to know about Beer O'Clock podcast in 50 years' time. Uh, Chairman of Ida Pilot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my first one as well, wasn't it? Sierra Nevada Parallel. So that's one. Um, I think uh, we're allowed to clu- include anything in this time capsule. I think anything. So it could be uh, whether physical or not, you know, something that let, let's say you could, you've got the technology to capture something that isn't normally physical. Okay, I'm going to go with the, 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 the moment back in December 2012 where Mark decided to choose that moment to do a Scottish accent to read out the description of Punk IPA. I, I, I'd like to capture that as a little audio file that somebody can listen to and, and, and go back and say, these guys... What were they talking about? What were they thinking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's actually, that'd be really good, actually. Um, so Sierra Rider Power, Brewdog one. Um, I'd want to put Peak Ender in there. Oh, okay. One yeah. live show that I was part of. So what, the whole festival? <laughs> yeah. In it well, goes. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. it's a bit of a tight, it's got, okay. it's trans-dimensional, so it's a bit like a TARDIS. I yeah. put the hay bales and everything in there. Um, I would put that in just because the venue, the the only live show we did, over the six years, yeah, I would want to put Peak Ender in there. Okay, excellent. It's just been dug up in fifty years, yeah. Well, let's say fifty, hundred years, whatever. Yeah. So you're basically not around to explain <laughs> this. To okay, so we're not we're not around to. It. So there's no point in me putting that pint in there, is there? No. Well, not unless you want someone else to enjoy it in some essence, I suppose. Oh yeah, I could have future generations of my own enjoying that pint. Pick something else, okay. um, child. If if you're putting in the whole of Peak Ender then I think I'm going to go with something that we've heard a lot tonight and I want to capture our entire community. 
and what whatever that is the the, the essence that we've created around what we do and i want to put that in there as well okay so, well andrew did say it doesn't have to be physical yeah, so yeah. That, actually... that does now sound like a box of tortured souls just wait for <laughs> someone, to, someone to open it come on <laughs> and this is why i don't always agree with your music choice with you, you go you go dark really quickly I, I think i enjoy andrew's music choices more than i do Luke's. If, if if we were balancing yes, that out percentage wise okay so i think that, that they were pretty good choices having put you on the spot to come up with do you want do you want some more questions yeah go on yeah come on yeah, you've, you've, got you've still got you've got two and a half minutes mate See, this go is, for you it. Get right, right. Quality time you have, mate, Luke. okay here we go so uh if you weren't podcasting about beer what would you be podcasting about the mcu yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah true <laughs> true beer just got in there first yeah absolutely <laughs> And what else? so the other question I had was, so rather than looking back on your joyous and glorious moments, what are, do you have any recollections or moments when you asked the really stupid thing or you said the really stupid thing? It could have been to a guest. It could have been a comment you made about a beer. But what's, is there any moment where you just thought, ah, oh, shit, I really shouldn't have said that? Well, I, I said that on the first show and you edited it out. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> I, I did. And you said it on a couple of other shows and I did it out as well. As, as well. And um, unless people actually ever see us in person, they'll never find out no. what that was. Uh, th- there is a moment for me, it wasn't necessarily recorded. And, and there will be a few people that listen to this that recollect the moment. It was uh, a, an early beer call that I did on the Bermondsey Beer Mile. And we went to one of the breweries and they served a very, very, very murky pint. Now, this was four years pre-Merc. And um, we stood there tearing this pint apart. Uh, We were talking to Johnny Garrett from Craft Beer Channel, who's, who's looking at us. And we're tearing this beer apart and he's looking at us, shaking his head, doing the no cut. Cut symbol, cut symbol. We're like, why? And he was like, the brewer stood behind you. <laughs> and that's, that's, that, that's something that will always live with me, that you always make sure who's around you before you start criticising something, <laughs> because the person that made the thing could very well be stood behind you. Yeah, but you've stood to your guns. You'd always speak your mind, surely. Yeah, abs- a- absolutely. Maybe you would just do it a bit differently. I, I, think, I think in value of hindsight, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose that's the, probably the different thing. Yeah. I don't think I've got anything quite direct like that. Uh, I don't think I've ever said anything overly embarrassing in front of anyone. No. And I wasn't in front of someone. They were behind you. <laughs> well, yeah, they were, they were behind me. That's pretty, were good go- me. that's pretty good going for 10 years. Yeah. Just, just, just the ones. I mean, I'm sure there are others, but sometimes you try and forget those moments, don't you? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. No regrets. <laughs> yeah. No regrets. Yeah. Andrew, we're going to have to wrap this up. That's um, cool. It's been a pleasure once yeah. again. Well, um, thank you. Thank you to you two both for uh, 10 years, even if I've only been listening really for six years, if I'm being honest. Um, it's been, but it's yes. been a good six years, though. Yeah. Fantastic six years. But 10 year vintages are better. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're always up for a revisit with you guys as well. Yeah. So awesome. Let's, let's yes, make that definitely. happen soon. Definitely, definitely. All right. Okay. Best of luck wherever Brilliant. life takes you next. Yeah. Cheers, Andrew. Cheers. Great to chat with Andrew again. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, a real shame yeah. Luke could make it. Uh, it was because, like, like it we could said, have been a little Andrew. rhythm and bruise, beer o'clock show, a, a little spin finale, little finale between the four of us. But always lovely to chat to Andrew and some some great questions there. Before we go on to our next top ten of stats, I've got another beer. 
Go on, what have you got? Because I actually don't know what we got. Okay, so this is a surprise beer. This is one from my 50 beers of 50 years. Oh, yeah, your so, project. Okay, so my project. And this is Russian Imperial Stout Tsar Bomber from Buxton Brewery, Special Reserve number three, bottled and brewed in 2012 with the original yeast from Courage Imperial Stout. Oh, really? Yes. So the same that would have been in those 275 bottles? Yes. That once appeared in Tesco, one pound a bottle. Yes. So this is 10 years old, this beer. And you've just used the sonic screwdriver bottle opener, Steve. I have just used the famous bottle opener. Problem is, is that I've only just got it out of the fridge, so it might be a little bit cold. It's a warm evening. It is a warm evening. I don't want to share this. <laughs> I've just, Have you literally I've just, just had a little sniff of it? And I'm like, the bottom going, I'm not sharing. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not sure I want to share this. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the, the, the Buxton Czar Bomber range is, is kind of a little bit famous for using that original courage yeast as well. Do you know um, what? I, I'll be honest here, I had no idea this range existed. Oh, really? So I presume this is quite early on in Buxton's life. Very early on. Yeah, yeah um very early on indeed and i mean i'm it's this it's looks pouring beautifully yes. isn't it look the car i mean just look and this. listen to this as well it's and the fact is you had a little sniff of the bottle and you went i don't want to share so i'm quietly confident this is going to be good i am it's it's very bretty i'll, 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 I'll yeah. give you that on, on on the nose okay should we dive in let's let's do it cheers cheers Oh, there is yeah. a brettiness. Do you know what? Do you know that brettiness on the nose? Mm. doesn't come through quite so, on the same on the flavour, does it? Doesn't, doesn't it? But look, 10 years old. Look at the condition of that. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's, got a, it's got a full head. It's a thick head as well. Oh, it's a really tight head. Yeah. Cream, uh, cream, cream coloured. It's not a white head, is it? Yeah. What's the percentage oh. of this? Uh, <laughs> um, 10%. Oh, that's all right. It's quite low ABV. It's, it's been barrel aged as well, and it's been dry hopped. Sorry, it's been barrel aged and dry hopped. So it's it's the 1978 Courage um, Brett inoculated, dry hopped, barrel aged Russian Imperial Stout Tsar Bomber, Special Reserve Number Three, signed by James Kemp when did, he was at when he was at Buxton. Did you just go for this bottle because it ticked every single box? Oh, no, I went for it because it was bottled in the year that I was 40. And I was I was aiming to keep it for the 10 years, which which I've done. Which you've done. Yeah. And thank you very much for sharing. And yeah, that is actually really damn good. I'm, I'm not so happy that I've shared it. No, you're, you're going. <laughs> right, right you're going, now. You're just, going, what the fuck? Well, I'm I just think. kind of wishing I drank all this to myself. <laughs> so, so while we sip and enjoy and savour this beer you've shared with us, Steve, I reckon there's more stats. There are more stats. Two more sets of stats to go. So, so, so number nine in our top ten of stats is just a, a title that I've called Other Things That We've Done. <laughs> okay. This is, this is all I can put under this heading. So we've got under here, we've brewed five beers as the Beer O'Clock Show. The very first one was called Tastes Like Beer, which Mark and I brewed <laughs> at You Brew, and it was a white stout, and it wasn't very good. Um, we then brewed Starship Fleet with Andy at Elusive, just as he was becoming a commercial brewery. We did Echo Peach with Northern Monk, which was a salted peach IPA 
God knows what we were thinking. I don't know if it was very good. We really didn't know what we were I've doing. Got a vague, I've got a vague recollection. I quite enjoyed that. That was that was available at the last show. Yeah. Of Birds of Black. And then the uh, the world famous Red Danson, which kick-started a revolution of Red IPA. It was beer of the year. It, it was it was beer of the year, yes. And and then this year's beer of the year, Undisputed Era, which which we brewed to coincide with this final show. Final show, 10th birthday. It ticks all the boxes, don't you reckon? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We've done 10 crawls. So there have been seven Crimbo crawls, one summer sesh. I did a solo breakaway thing in Sheffield, which, which Mark couldn't make. Apparently, I went to the Rutland Arms End as well, and I couldn't remember <laughs> it. And, and we also did a summer thing in Brighton as, as, as well, which was like a summer crawl thing in Brighton, which was actually sponsored by Darkstar, who did T-shirts for everyone and everything. It was a great day out. That sounds quite cool. It was it was very good. And then, and then just two other things. Um, we won an award. We did. In, in 2018. Uh, British Guild of Beer Writers... Um, recognised you not the show recognised <laughs> you on behalf of the show but none of the uh the awards ever actually mentioned the show um but we did still win we did uh, still win more more so for our community engagement yes. than, than, than anything else would have been nice to have got something to recognize the podcast but there you go and then um we've also discovered this week that our undisputed era beer was actually served in the house of commons this week, when you say sir, was it served? Oh, it was served. It was part of the uh, South End contingent. Yeah, it was served. For those of you that don't know who it's tied after, it was a wrestling faction from NXT, which I didn't know that either. To be fair, I know I got that one through. Got, got his, wrestling, got got his bloody wrestling, wrestling one in. in, in, in. Anyway, let's let's go on to our next guest, our penultimate penultimate guest of, of this evening's recording. Welcome to our penultimate caller, who is probably our best dressed caller of the evening this as, as, as well. Who are you and what are you drinking? Uh, my name is Rob Edwards um, from Rob Edwards fame. And I am drinking since it's the last show. I thought I'd uh, drink something that was brewed by thine own hands in the undisputed era. Oh, oh get in. Get in. What do you think of it? It is absolutely bloody delicious. That's the only it's, thing. It's like to, to, yeah. yeah, just to uh, use the sort of word you'll be familiar with, it is just so pointable. It's just the balance is perfect, and I just want to drink several. Pintable, smashable. You could drink one on a warm summer's day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steve, I have to say, it ticks all the boxes. It does tick every single box as well. And, and do you want me to give it its full title as well, Rob, just for you? I'd love that. It's an American Pal Owl, isn't it? <laughs> It is indeed an American Paolo. <laughs> we do love a Paolo. And um, I think we just need to say hats off to uh, Leon C. For, for you're brewing exactly what we wanted. Yeah, to. I mean, yeah. We, we had a brief discussion with Matt and Matt had a discussion with Sam, the head brewer. And we said what we wanted and pretty much bang on delivered exactly yeah. what we were after. And I, I, I have to admit, I think that's what the EMC do pretty regularly as well. Yeah, absolutely. But they say that's what they're going to brew, that's what they do. But that is an outstanding, is an outstanding beer. Biased, yes, but I do think it will stand the test of time. That one. Yeah, 
And and I think I think Rob, you also said recently, didn't you, that this is your first experience of Leon C beers as well with this this box that you ordered. It was, and I have to say, I've been extremely impressed with all the beers I've had so far. So I've had the um, the American IPA. Pardon me for getting the names, but uh, the red IPA was really good, also. Yeah, and the uh, the New Zealand Pilsner. So I've still got um, a couple left to try, but that in and then the undisputed era as well. I just it's been a uh, right up my street, all of them really. I just wanted at the moment. I just want to drink beers that I want to drink two or three pints of, and all of those do that for me. And again, that's what Leon. So you do really well. Yeah, they they. Uh, the only one you may well you probably would still want to drink pints of it but you may not or shouldn't it's the SS9 that yeah. you've probably got in your box <laughs> yeah I've, I've still got that to try drinking pints of that <laughs> <laughs> I really would I really would enough about us yes um, well, well for now anyway enough about us but Rob tell us about us <laughs> uh, what what have been um, some of your favourite favourite experiences some favourite memories of the show mate any questions you'd like to ask us you've got seven minutes to to chat to us on your own so use the time wisely sure yeah well um first of all i have to say i'm probably not i'm not one of your uh oldest listeners i, I probably joined in like on and off towards the end of the original beer o'clock show and then um a little bit more when martin joins but then i think it was after a tent i think the first um crimbo crawler came to would have been bristol and then after that, I just got more and more engaged with you guys and just the community around it. And then um, and then during lockdown, especially when you were doing an episode every week, it's just like having my mates in my ears every Thursday at a time that was really a bit, a bit naff. And then we had all the Zoom calls and, yeah, just made a, a lot of friends, including including you guys. So it's it's a lot more than just a, a podcast to me, because to be honest, the idea of a podcast about beer just sounds a bit dull, really. Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are so much more than that. <laughs> You're a family. Yeah, seriously, if we were carrying on, I would have that as a tagline. Yeah, I, I would. I would. Pod, podcasts about beer are dull. A bit dull, really. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of them, aren't there? And a lot of them. Uh, no, nah, let's not be nasty. <laughs> Well, no, it's, it's, I don't it's know. Well, I, put a, I, we, I, put, I put a tie on and I turn into the wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> we, we actually chatted about this earlier on, didn't we, with, with, with Nick when yeah. he was on. And, and a, a, actually, he, he asked us a, a question about beer podcasting and what's next and where it should go. And, and I think our response was, well, actually, um, it's, it should, what's out there now, nobody's doing anything original. That, that there should be something equally it is i think as you said at the time you you and mark came into a space which wasn't really occupied whereas now it is but equally i would also echo a bit what you said there mate it could be dull yeah. if literally you talked about the underlying product the whole time mm-hmm. it's all about the culture that's what you guys have always always done and a huge part of beer is is the people and uh, the setting, the place, all things that you've uh, asked us to engage on in, in the polls. And that is what has made this such a successful and most of all entertaining uh, bit of entertainment for a long, enti- entertaining bit of entertainment. 
<laughs> no, so we'll let you have that, mate, seeing as you think beer podcasts are dull. <laughs> but not yours. <laughs> this isn't a beer podcast. It's just called a beer podcast. It's it's something more than that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I, 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 like I, like that. I like that. So if you any questions for us then, Rob? Um, well, Nick asked one of them, so let's try one of the other. Well, here's one. This is for both of you, really, about each other. But is there a specific rant that you've really enjoyed from from your uh, co-presenter? Oh, a rant that I've really enjoyed. Oh, there was there was one where you went off. It wasn't a mild one. Was it, was it not a mild? No, it wasn't mild. This is pre-mild. This is this is pre-mild. Was it's it a pretty the, new uh, start? The, the camera glass? Oh, the virus one. Yeah. 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 So the glass which had the uh, COVID virus on it, I did enjoy that one. I think I think some of my favourite ones from, from from you are the ones that literally come out of nowhere. So we've we've not we've, we've it's it's not even been a topic that we've talked <laughs> about, and we've ended up chatting, and, and and you've just gone. I mean, I know that one that you've held back on for many years is um, venues displaying their opening times, and I have been subject to many Martin rants offline. <laughs> Uh, about that i'm not sure you've ever truly got to vent that no. on, on on a podcast i may it, never know it, it was on the rantometer but it never landed to me it never it, it never was so close yeah. it was so close yeah, wasn't yeah. it yeah um, I, I i i i'll do it very briefly it's such a obvious thing opening times on your state on your premises on your website whatever socials you have and if you have stuff on google and maps have them accurate or don't bother just don't be on there that's it and the one which tipped me over the edge was garage in barcelona 35 degrees hot and the first of august they go oh yeah sorry we changed our times in august oh okay don't fucking apologize though he's gone he's he's (laughs) on they didn't apologize at all Fortunately, <laughs> see what you've done now, Rob. Look, fortunately, <laughs> beer cab wasn't too far away, and we had a lovely time in there. I will never ever try going to Garage in Barcelona again. <laughs> Incidentally, it's, it's just gone nicely full circle because it was the episode that I was a guest on that we talked about um, opening times not being displayed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that, that has worked really well then. Yeah. I feel yeah. better for that though. Thank you. I will, I will just say though that none of none of the rants, d- despite what people may or may not think, they're never planned, are nope. they? It, it's it's just it might be something that's grieving us at the time, and I, I, I think that one where I lost it over the camera glass was. I, I still think to this day it's justified because I still think it was a very poor decision. It was. It was awfully poor. Yeah, they thought it'd be funny. Yeah, it's really hilarious to put a, something on a glass which has killed a hundred thousand people. Ha ha ha! <laughs> He's going again. Quickly, move move on. Um, <laughs> Rob, I hate to say this, you've got about a minute left, mate. So, is 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 there anything else you wanna you, you wanna chat about before we, uh, we, we 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 sadly say goodbye to you? Um, just a big thank you to you both, and I, I've said it before, but I just hope you guys realize how much of a difference you've made to a lot of people um myself included but like lockdown and those periods could have been really difficult because i'm the I, I turned 30 in that time and I'm at the age where 
friends of mine are kind of, uh, I don't know, settling down, having children and that. And then there's me just getting uh, tipsy with randomers on the internet. And that did me a lot of good. So thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Always, always oh. welcome, mate. And the, yeah. the randomers will always be there to have a beer with you. Will on the always be there to have a beer with you, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight, Rob. Cheers, and thanks for your support. Cheers so much, mate. Cheers, Rob. Cheers, Cheers guys. Lovely chatting to Rob there, and and nice that he dressed for the occasion as well. Shirt, tie, tie jacket. I, I know people couldn't see that, but it was very nice that you got. Yeah, thank for, you very much for, Rob. for the occasion. So we are at number ten of our top 10 of stats, and this is all about ideas. Martin, do you know how many times I've messaged you and said I've got an idea? One million. <laughs> Actually, what was it, Dr. Strange goes? How many uh, futures did you see? 14 million, 605 times. That's how many times you went, I've got an idea. Not quite, but I did search back <laughs> through our um, WhatsApp <laughs> chats. <laughs> And there have been over 600 occasions where I've used the <laughs> word idea. So you've got more ideas than we've had shows. Absolutely, yeah. Some of those have got through, so, so some of them haven't. But um, thank you for indulging me in, in, in some of those. I've, I've, I've really appreciated also, it. Also, listeners, thank me for going no sometimes. Yeah, because some of, some of the stuff just wouldn't land. <laughs> but um, before we get on to our final guests on this final podcast, here's a message from our very good friends, Janice and Wayne, also known as the Irish Beer Snobs. Hey, Stephen Martin. It's Wayne. And Jan. Just a quick note to say congratulations, commiserations. What's even the right word for this uh, monumentous occasion where you're hanging up your microphones and, and headphones um, After 10 years, 10 years. Yeah, a lasting legacy. Puts us to shame. <laughs> yeah, we're just uh, amateurs compared to you. We always have been. Um, Going to miss checking out the new podcast every Thursday. It's been a great journey. You have made an amazing impression and created a vibrant community of people who are interested in beer and have got to know each other really well. I'm certainly grateful for the opportunity to have met you both and become friends friends yeah. friends podcast friends beer friends so cheers slancha as we say from the emerald isle we can't wait to see you in august and have a drink with you to toast your your success and we wish you both all the very best for what comes in the future obviously we're gutted we couldn't make it onto the last episode ourselves but hopefully this will this will suit best wishes guys all our love there it is. So we're opening our final beer of the final podcast. And it can only be one. It can only be one thing, can't it? And that's uh, Fuller's Vintage Ale. The 2021 iteration. Yeah, which we should have done at Christmas, but we won't be here at Christmas because you're leaving me. Um, Sorry, we, boss. <laughs> we are joined by our final guests on the, the, the final show. And these are two guests that we have very much saved until last because they have both been with us from the early days. Um, both of them remember Mark quotes. Both of them remember the prizeless prize. Both of them have I, been there through opinions. I'm pretty certain they both won the prizeless prize, haven't they? I'm pretty sure they both have, but let's introduce... The pair of you to the audience, welcome to the last part of the show, our final guests. Good evening. Thank you very much. Hello. So who who's here with, with two voices, but who's here? Lou, if you want to go first. 
so yeah, uh, I'm Lou, Lou on Brew. And I'm James, I'm and Baron. Thank you both for joining us. Have you got beer in glass uh, uh, at this point? Uh, not in the glass. I'm just about to open my Undisputed Era. Uh, so many people <laughs> drinking that amazing beer tonight. <laughs> uh, I've pushed the boat out. I've got um, Vava, the Ukrainian brewery. It's a um, Solidol barrel-aged Chabot Muscat barley wine. Just, just gone for a nice light one then, yeah, James? It's only just a delicate 11. Ex- a delicate 11. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining yeah. us. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Oh, that's coming along nice, isn't it? It's already tasting really good, isn't it? Mm. Only six months on from when we, we first had it, but I love a Fuller's Vintage. Yeah, I mean, I think we've gone on record plenty of times the same. Fuller's Vintage is definitely one of our beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't remember that coming up before. <laughs> not, not ever, not ever before. No, no. Uh, well, when when you guys get to listen back to the entirety of this podcast, you'll, you'll realise just how significant this beer is in terms of the the, the statistics that would be. <laughs> there's a word I'm struggling with right now. Go for stats, stats that that, that we're we're sharing tonight. You've got ten minutes with us right now. Um, you've got an opportunity to share some of your favourite moments or to ask us any questions or just to talk shit. It's, it's, it's up to you guys. So who wants to go first? I can go. Um, go on then. So kind of favourite memories, I would say. I, I wouldn't be surprised if at least one of these hasn't come up before. Um, from, from your first wife era, Steve, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I would say the, the infamous Unhuman Cannonball episode for sure. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and also episode 150 was definitely a classic i mean that was mine but there's a moment your head trying to remember what episode that was it should be burned in your brain obviously was that um, was that the one with the neapolitan milk stout it was yes that, that you made me traipse literally all over <laughs> london to find so that we could feature on the show yeah <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. you like the Northern Monk Neapolitan so much, I thought, you know, you'd like that one as well. Um, and then from the more recent ones, I'm sure everybody would have, you know, mentioned Sierra Nevada and, and you know, various other episodes, uh, you know, that kind. But one that I really enjoyed and I thought you did a really good job of pulling together was the Beer Nation roundtable that you had. The, you had Emma Inch do the... Um, the moderating of and I thought that was that was and that was a revisit of one that you'd done in the earlier times and that was a really good episode and I think people sometimes forget about those well I don't know if they do but but I was like oh yeah those are just really really outstanding episodes to be honest I almost forget that one sometimes I I, I think because we we consciously tried to not brand it as an us thing and tried to brand it as a beer podcasters thing it it does often tend to get forgotten, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I and Emma did a fantastic job. Yeah, oh, I she mean, did a great job of hosting. About three times in my feed because of all the other people that posted the same episode. But. Yeah, but <laughs> but that that was the plan that mm. was that we would literally literally saturate feeds yeah. with, with the the same messages, and then because obviously we're aware that there's this ultimate Venn diagram of people that listen to us and other podcasts and other podcasts and other podcasts. And you would pick it up at some point if you listen to somebody's feed, mm. because I think, and, and the reason why we chose to do it at the end of 2020 was because 
that was such a significant year in terms of everything that had gone on. And we, we had a long chat about it, didn't we, mm. in terms of whether we should do it. And I think ultimately we came to the, to, to the view that if, if we don't mark this year, then we've done something wrong. Yeah, it Because was, this it, needs to be a, a place in time. It was a point in time. Yeah. And I think it actually went really well. And because of the time we were in, the actual ability for us all to get together was easier because of Zoom. We did yes, all have the ability yeah. to connect electronically. We all had a laptops. We all could do it. So you didn't have to do what you had done previously with Mark and be a nation in 2015, which was actually find a venue, find a time when you could all meet up. So yes, it was easier, but still, it was still a challenge just to find that one Saturday afternoon when we were all free. Yeah, and I think we got mo- most people, I think there was only one person in the end that couldn't make yeah. it, but in, in terms of us all making it, we were all there. Yeah. And, and and I think, I, I suppose, this isn't a question that anyone's asked, but I'm going to answer it anyway, in terms of if, if there was a legacy coming out of what we do, I would like to think at some point in the future, somebody Someone picks does the up same. The, the, yeah. the mantle of Beer Nation in terms of, bringing together beer podcasts. Yeah, I want to hear the 2025 version. I want to hear the 2025 version. If, and if whoever's running it doesn't fucking invite me, I'm going to tear <laughs> down the internet. That's all I'm going to say. It would be all about miles. Oh, don't. don't. <laughs> we've, we've been there and done that already, James. Um, J- James, have you, you got anything you'd like to share with us, mate? Miles. Apart from miles. <laughs> well, it was great meeting you at Peak Ender when um, you were doing the Q&A and I think you asked me the first question and I basically asked them when are they going to start canning and I kind of usurped you guys asking that question anyway but uh, yeah it was just funny seeing how much um, Thornbridge now is in tins that uh, and so ubiquitous everywhere it's like the go-to beer I don't know how many tons of aluminium recycling I've done because of them but um yeah, seeing you at peak ender was was great. Yeah, and no, I, I think we, uh, we we were chatting about this earlier yeah. again as well in terms of that peak ender show and making sure that it was still our show, but but trying to because opinions has always been very audience led and and about engagement, and it's how do you translate that to a live show. And so we, we literally had to line up a few people to ask those first few questions. And James, we would always remain grateful for you agreeing to ask that first question, because if, if without the first question, there isn't a second question yeah. and the ball doesn't get rolling. Um, so, so, yeah, it was. And, and that was a great experience for us as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was a real learning curve doing it. And, you know, um, both the Simons are very chatty. Obviously, <laughs> Rob from Formbridge is definitely a harder nut to crack. Um, so having him there live. But once you get him talking, he's good. Um, and yeah, the can question was very good. And at the time, I think we had started to hear that they might, hadn't we? Yeah. But it wasn't. A, it still wasn't a definite. And before that, they were definitely, no, no, we're not doing cans. So yeah, it was It was a quite a, a little moment in time again, where asking Formbridge that question, when cans were starting to be rolled out but there was still a lot of resistance about having them so yeah and we were definitely very grateful we had some friends in the crowd james so thank you very much for that um but is there anything you want to ask us you 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 are the last two guests yeah this this is it now there's there's nothing else after you guys apart from 
a massive hangover tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question. If you could bring back one beer, what would it be? Ooh, bring back. Oh, I, I know this, and it's it's probably a bit of a niche one, probably a bit of a location one as, as well. One, one, one of the beers that really, really ticked a lot of boxes for me <laughs> early on in my beer journey was a beer by Adnams called East Green, which was, um, it was a parallel that they had, they had brewed to commemorate how carbon neutral that, that they were. And it was, it was just incredible. And I remember searching it out high and low. And when we started getting friendly with Fergus and Adnams, the amount of times I've petitioned for that beer to come back and been told, no, it's never going to happen. I've, I've finally accepted that it won't come back, but I would love to, to see that particular beer come back. And obviously being where I am in, in, in life right now, I would love to try a cask version of it as well, because I only ever got to try the bottled version of it. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm stumped by that at the moment. I might have to think about it. So Lou might have to ask her question while I'm still thinking about the beer I want to bring back. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd be able to answer that question either. That is a really <laughs> tricky one. Um, my question is more of, of a reflection question. So if you could go back and visit yourself at the start of your podcasting journey, what advice would you give yourself? What do you wish you knew then that you know now? Poor. I mean, you started your podcasting journey four years before me. I, I did. Um care less about what others think and just do you just just mm-hmm. do what you want to do I, I think I've learned that last part over the last couple of years in particular that actually I, I I'm just on this journey now drinking and enjoying things that I want to enjoy I don't care what others are drinking I don't care where the scene's going but yeah um I think in early on I worried so much about what others were thinking about what we were doing without actually realizing how much people were actually enjoying what we were doing. Um, so yeah, that, that would be me. Now you've got two things to think I know, about. I know. <laughs> it's tricky at the end of the evening. Um, I think in that in respect to that question, Lou, I probably came in a slightly better place because Steve and Mark have been doing it for four years and I was a listener. So I'd been listening to what they were doing. I suppose there is an element of what Steve said as well, that it was very easy to get swept up with what people might have expected us to say. Even though I think I'm, we, me, we've been very true to ourselves and been very honest, but you're still very careful, perhaps. I also think that we found our voice as a partnership as we grew as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that sort of came about. And I was, I was also very conscious about wanting to be different to Mark. Mm. because there was already that audience there was always that camaraderie there was a friendship for Steve and Mark so I, I needed for me I needed to be not Mark but not Mark mm. not Mark in the wrong way as well so I think there was a little element of that um but yeah I would definitely have maybe become a bit more me quicker if that makes sense um and I'm conscious of the fact that I haven't answered uh <laughs> Gammon Barron's question. I might actually um, go back to an answer I gave before um, about going back in time. Um, Watney's Red Barrel. 
I really want to taste what these red barrel to find out still if it was as shit as everyone said it was. <laughs> Why would you want to go back to taste a shit beer? Because I'm not convinced it was. Okay. There's a little bit of me which doesn't think it completely was, especially when it first came out. Maybe it changed when they doctored the recipe and tried to make it mass market. I reckon the first time they brought it out, it wasn't. So I would like to taste that. And I've mentioned it that twice tonight now. You, you, you. I've got a real fascination with it. And also, growing up above an off license, we used to have the Watley's Party 7. Mm. And they used to fascinate me. So I think I've got that little bit of nostalgia as well. So that's what I bring back. I think- Thanks for the tough questions after three hours of drinking. <laughs> yeah, that's just what we need right now. I just want to take this moment to say to the pair of you, because you have been with us as listeners, supporters, friends, fans um, for a long time. Um, I, I know you've both been there, not maybe since the very beginning, but since close to the beginning. So thank you for sharing this journey with us. And, and, and thank you for coming on tonight and having a beer with us. And helping us to say goodbye um we really appreciate you spending some time with us and i'm sure that there will be many beers together in 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 the future with you both Bloody thank well, you baby. so, no, so yeah thank you very much so cheers cheers thank you cheers. so much thank you just thank you for 10 years of entertainment you know we've all taken this beer journey together so you've ticked all the boxes so thanks boys really thank you very much thank thanks lou cheers guys cheers just before we finished we've got one final message that was sent through to us and this is from a a, another long-term friend of uh, of the show someone that's often challenged us as as well in terms of our thinking and helped shape the direction of, of of where we go as a podcast and someone that very much likes sitting in the dark as, as, as well so here's a message from mark johnson this is mark johnson long time listener sometimes contributor uh steve martin martin steve snm uh i think i feel like i'm giving a unrehearsed best man speech here to your wedding but okay we'll see how we go um i, th- I, th- I think somebody else said on one of the other previous shows that you weren't just their first beer podcast, you were actually their first ever podcast. And that's where you guys fall under the bracket f- for me. Um, I feel like as as recently as it may be even the first lockdown that, you know, people were still doing the whole, I, I, I don't really do podcasts. And for a time that was me. And you, you changed that. You know, but it became my first podcast I listened to. And now I can't even chop down nettles in the garden or walk to the end of the road to buy some milk or something without having a podcast in my ears. So, thank you for introducing me to into that world for a start. Um, I think in in terms of listening to the Beer O'Clock Show. Um, well, I mean, you guys started about the first the, the year that I started blogging originally steve and mark so there's always been this kind of like crossover i feel in some ways it's it's caused some crossover blogs for certain on topics where you've discussed something or i've discussed something and we, we felt the need to respond so it's always been a bit of a correlation in terms of listening i mean i think i tried possibly in the early days it just it wasn't not because of the show but it wasn't for me because podcasting as a format wasn't and i think it 
I actually looked it up. I think it was the beer o'clock show one thirty, where you were discussing beer advent calendars, where I first sat through a show and found that I really enjoyed it. But I was listening out for my own comment that I knew that I made on social media for narcissistic reasons, as as they always are. But I mean, but that's also the thing that the you know, in every iteration of the show, that crowd involvement has been so important that that's what gets you, you know draws listeners in, but then it makes them stay at the same time. Um, maybe I became more of a frequent listener in the Hoppingians years once Martin had joined, uh, joined rather, but that was you know, well, I mean, more down to my listening of podcasts had, in, had increased at that point as well, but. Oh, you know, it, it, it was a different show. Um, I can't remember exactly when I became a full-blown listener, but evidently it was before episode 37, a particular show highlight, if I do say so myself, I, I would think. Um, of course, your greatest episode came in Hoppinions 87, which was a milestone in podcasting for all concerned one one that you can now proudly show to your friends and family going forward something that you achieved you know this is what you managed to make well when it's all said and good when all said and done opinions 87 exists and you can say who else has drank seven smoked beers in a podcast but you guys did it you guys did it for the listeners and it was just fantastic. If, if if I was to pick an episode out, which I I, I have done um, for me, I'm going to go with Hopping in sixty five. Might seem an unusual choice, but uh, there there is a reason behind it, and um, it is so. Hopping in sixty five was from June twenty eighteen, but there was a point. Maybe about a year later, I did look this up. up um, by the way, you guys are on IMDb. Did you guys know that Hopinions is on IMDb? Like, you know, next to the Marvel films and stuff, there's the. Well, you, you guys should fill that in anyway. It, it's there. I, I, anyway, um, I was. Yeah, so about a year after this particular episode came out, I was. I'm walking to work, there was nothing new on my podcast list, there was no new episodes, there's nothing for me to listen to, and so I just thought, oh, just pick a random episode of one of your favourite shows at random, and that'll do, and so I just picked Hopping in 65, thought that sounds like a lark, you know, and it was a year on, it happens to be the one where Beaver Town had just sold to Heineken, so obviously there was a lot of discussion in that, but the main thing is it was, yeah, but there was a brief interview with the Sportman Group, but it was a Stephen Martin show, and even though it was yesterday's news, as they say, it was timeless, it was fantastic, it, it, it was just still so listenable, even though the things themselves were in some ways no longer relevant, it was all Stephen Martin, it was still fun to revisit it, and I think that summed up everything that I liked about the Stephen Martin shows, you know, just on their own, why 
why the podcast worked for so long is that it's just so damn listenable. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that forward to as 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 one of my favourite episodes. And that's what it's been like for you know these uh, certainly the last seven years. The, the two of you, great guests, sure. Interesting interviews, yes. But it thrived when it was full on SNM. I, 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 I'm lucky enough now that over the years I got to call you friends. I, I've I've met you guys on numerous occasions, and and then obviously in the last couple of years, I mean, the Zoom meeting Zoom meetings were highlights of the lockdown for for me. Nothing will compare to the Crimble Crawls and, you know, most recently the Summer Sesh. And I just hope we all get to be friends going forward. And this community is so damn important that I hope that gets to continue. So thank you for everything, Steve and Martin. I'm raising a glass of lavender-flavoured sour mild for you as we speak. And cheers, guys. And with that... Thank you to everyone who's joined us for this final show. Just before we turn off the mic and hang up the headphones, we have one final giveaway. We have two copies of tonight's show notes, which Martin and I will sign. We might even put a personal message on, on those as well. And Undisputed Era pump clips to give away. Two lucky winners will receive the show notes and a pump clip, and then the next three will receive just the pump clips. If you want to be in the chance of winning one of these amazing Money can't buy prizes. <laughs> All you've got to do is DM us at the Beer O'Clock Show before the 31st of August, and we'll let the winners know in early September. Now, that brings us close to the end of the podcast. Before that, though, I just want to take a moment to say a few more thank yous. So thank you to all of the breweries that have kindly sent us beer over the years, given up your time to join us as guests, invited us for a look around, or been mad enough to let us brew on your kit and create some <laughs> crazy inventions. Thank you to all of the guests that have joined us over the last 10 years and for giving up your time to share your insight, stories, and your passion about beer. Thanks to our listeners, old and new, for staying with us, engaging and supporting with us. We've always been nothing without you. We've said that over and over again, but truly, we couldn't produce this podcast without your input as listeners. Thank you also to the two listener forums that have provided us with wise counsel over the years. Thanks to those of you that I now call friends as a result of this podcast. Thank you once again to Mark, and a final thank you to my opinions co-host, Martin. I'm going to miss being one of those two guys sat at the table next to you in a pub talking shit and having the sort of conversation that I didn't think I was going to lose it, but um, having the sort of conversation that you want to join in with. So that's it. It's the end of opinions and six years of great times and amazing experiences. Whether that's the mad ideas I have that sometimes need grounding or the ones that got through. Ones like let's record craft beer hour live because that went well. <laughs> One's like, let's do the cannonball run and record it because that went well. I'm going to miss up, miss the messed up segments, the re-recordings, drinking until the early hours on a Monday evening, drinking until the early hours in a goth metal horror club in Prague <laughs> or drinking after hours in a pub in Dublin where we came up with that idea of let's watch our favourite films, drink a few beers and nerd out. Our listeners will, of course, love that. 
It's been a journey, mate, and I've loved every step of it, and I'm glad I took it with you. And with that, it brings to an end 10 years of the Beer O'Clock Show producing podcasts. But that's only for now. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.